Chris Brown, Young Thug, City Girls opening up the show tonight. Of course, we're back again. And of course, we're bringing back the guy that's just been co-hosting all this week. Tavon, what's good with you, man? I'm doing good, Zach, pretty much. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, man. We've got a lot of news to get into here. Blackheart will be joining us in a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. All so, right. So, so don't worry. We I, I made sure to ask Blackheart personally. Like, I, I sent him a message. I sent him at, like, 4 o'clock. Or, no, like, it was 2-something. I said, I said, hey, I said, we on at 8 o'clock tonight? He said yes, and then gave a thumbs up. And then I said at 7.58, I said, are you ready to go? He said, um, he, then he said, then he said, yeah. So then I sent the link, so... I don't know where he's at at the moment, and then um, and then I actually started the show like two minutes late. Oh, there he is. But I'm actually going to get into um, why I started the show two minutes late, because I was actually screen recording um, an Instagram story real quick. So, um, but yeah. But anyway, so we finally got back the guy that's been gone for the last couple of days. In fact, um, Blackheart, we're actually going to give you some music to open up the show today, man. We're actually going to give you a, a good song, man. So how about so how about we give you a song to welcome you back real quick, okay, man? All right, hold on. Well, I got another person. Hold on. All right, there we go. We got, we're going to actually get Blackheart a song real quick. Man. Okay. Okay. Yep. Hey. Hey. Uh, we do some expensive funny, uh, I got this girl from London, uh, yeah. think he playing a post in the way that he come off the oh, house, oh, we're doing something, uh, yeah, yeah, we opened up boom. with Boom from Polo G, I'm stopping it right there because he shouts out Andre Drummond, and we all know Andre Drummond did not have a good season, so let's not start that bullshit, um, <laughs> anyways, we even got a fourth man in the commentary team tonight, it's Trey. Trey, what's going on, man? I shouted out the Section 5 podcast yesterday. Tavon was even a witness, too, on um, the closing. So um, we definitely shouted you out, Trey. So um, I definitely want to make sure. I actually didn't mean to because um, I sent uh, Trey what about a message. Me? Well, I sent uh, Trey a me? message. <laughs> well, I sent Trey a message, and he was in his own, lo- and he was in his own green room. So I actually did not mean to do that, Trey. I'm sorry, man. No, it's all good. Appreciate the shout out. Anytime, man. Anytime. And man. also, give him, also give him a special shout out too, because Saturday is Saturday is his birthday. So, happy birthday, Trey! Happy birthday, Trey! Appreciate it. Appreciate it. 
You know what I'm saying? Love because you know the whole drill. I'm going to see you on Saturdays and we're going to stuff our faces to some steak. Well, my question is, what are you buying Trey for your for his birthday? <gasps> Trey also knows that I smoke. I mean, also knows that I pass it somebody, but usually he usually get a couple of dollars for me. So he knows I take care of him. All right, all right, bet. Well, all great stuff here. Um, and actually, it's actually my real mother's uh, birthday weekend this weekend as well. So, yes. Also, that um, my Saturday. birthday is tomorrow. She's turning forty-five tomorrow. Yeah, and um, my uncle I don't like is his birthday Saturday too. So, uh, fuck your fiftieth birthday, Jason. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. you did. So, yeah, that's so, a um, real hardcore feeling that you just got yeah, for that well, man. Well, um, all I will say is when you live with a motherfucker like that and um, he steals Talk all your money and shit and then kind of leaves you for poor, you you, find, you kind of feel the same way, too. Um, but anyway, well, so we're this not going like, some... This sounds like family drama, man. This sounds like a Mary J. Blige shit right now, okay? Well, so, well, well, shout well, out to well, Mary J. Him... Shout out to Mary J. The Queen. The 25th anniversary of the first album came out today, 25 years ago. So if you have been, you should go listen to that classic album. Well, I I got something to ask you here. You know, Mary J. Blige is supposed to be taking on Tony Braxton in a yes. Boston. Yes. Uh, who do you, and I've been meaning to ask Trey J., um, and Tavon and yourself. And this is no debate. Is no goddamn question, man. It's going to be Mary J. winning like 11 to 9. 11 to 9, Mary J. No question. It, it's too close. It's, it's, it's too close to call to me because Tony Braxton's got some real fire songs too, man. I mean, yeah, really that's does. cool, but Mary J is the queen of this shit. But Tony Braxton, though, I ain't never. Sh- I, I'm Listen. not going to downplay her. I'm not downplaying her. I, I'm not saying that she go break the heat. No, I'm not going to say that. But, but let's just say she did break up a basketball team. <gasps> Oops. Shots fired, motherfuckers. I'm back. Welcome uh, back, Who Black do you think Heart. is winning the um, hey, Tavon, that's Tony Braxton um, mm-hmm. versus? It's got to be Mary J. Thank you. Okay. I mean, okay. I think she calls herself the queen of hip hop and soul or something like that. But she yes, she's gonna win. She's gonna win. Yes, yes. Well, hey, what, well, what do you think the final score will be? What do I think? What? What do you think the final score? Uh. Man, what is this? There's 20 songs. Yeah. I'm going to say it's going to be at least like 12 to 8. Tavon, what about you, man? Not going to lie. I've heard some Mary J. Bloss songs. I didn't, I never really heard some of Tony Braxton's. Songs, um, man. I'll say it might be um close, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, maybe around like. I- I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to say, eleven, eleven nine, eleven nine. Okay. Mm. Uh, at least, well, at least we're all on that same boat. Like because I, I really, I do say Mary J. Blige wins eleven to nine, but. It's gonna be close, man. I think Mary Jane Blige is gonna like she's gonna be down some songs. She's gonna be down like at least like eight. It's gonna be like an eight eight, and then and then by the time we get to like the tenth song, that's where it's gonna really tell the winner because that's gonna be tough to say. Um, but I do say Mary Jane Blige wins too. 
So I okay. got to give it up for her. But Tony Braxton, though, I think will be leading most of that. Most no, of that. I, I just can't. No. I can't. I can't. I, 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 I can't. go against Tony Braxton like that. I can't go against Tony Braxton. Like I'm that. trying not Too to beautiful like woman. this beautiful woman. woman. But well, yeah, I want to say I'm not Mary trying to disagree either, but there's more classics that Mary J have before O.E. Day, and I'm sorry, I, 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 I agree, I agree, I, I honestly do agree. I'm not disagreeing. I think both of them though are just so close though. This is actually a versus that's actually going to be really tough and close to call. It really will be, you know, because we've had other verses. But usually everyone's always on one side and say what the number they'll win by, by a bigger margin than what people think. But this is one that's actually really tough to call, you know? It really is. So, um, anyway, so we had just one NBA game last night. It was Wednesday night. It was the game one of the Bucks, Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young, you know, he literally came in and played the best Trey Young game he could, 17 of 34. 4 of 13 from 3, 10 of 12 at the free throw line, 48 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, a crossover and a shimmy. Then he hit a three-pointer to make the um, Atlanta Hawks up 86-79. <laughs> and this, Trey Young was literally like Chris Brown just in the studio just bringing out the hit after hit after hit. And this man, this man, this man was literally on his, you know, he was a stat sheet stufferer supreme. Yes, I said that. Um, and then, of course, um, John Collins, 11 to 16, 23 points. Kevin, yeah. 12, 13 points. Only one three on the night, though, from him and Collins. They were two of 12 combined. Um, give it up to uh, Gallinari, four of nine, nine points off the bench. Giannis, 14 of 25. He had 34 points, 2 of 6, 12 rebounds, 9 assists, almost close to a triple-double. Uh, Drew Holiday, 14 of 25, 5 of 12 from 3, 33 points. Chris Middleton was the big problem, though, 6 of 23, 0 of 9 from 3, 15 points, uh, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, Bobby Portis, 5 of 8, 11 points off the bench. And this was the Atlanta – but this game was close. This was a close game throughout the whole game. Atlanta did play the better game. Trey Young was the guy that had the hot hand. He's the reason the Hawks won this game. And we're going to actually take it to Trey. Trey, I said the Hawks were going to win game one because I said the Bucks were too tired. Is, is the Bucks going to win game two, or is this Atlanta 2-0 series? So I made my prediction for Atlanta in seven. <laughs> Because um, I didn't want to disrespect the Bucks, but I think I'm going to go with Atlanta in six now. Um, yeah, just, you know, Trey's the best player in the series so far. We'll see if that holds true for the rest of the series. But, you know, as of last night, scoring 48 points, uh, he had it going. Um, and then when you look at the Bucks on, on the flip side, you know, Giannis scored 34 points, like Zach said. Um, but... And, and Drew Holiday had like a thirty piece as well, I believe. Um, but Chris Middleton, yeah, Chris yeah, Middleton, Middleton was the one who uh, underperformed. And it's like, you know, you get those three guys. That's their big three. One of them always underperforms. It seems like so far in this in this playoffs, um, it's usually Middleton or Drew Holiday. Giannis is usually good for thirty. Uh, so last night it was Middleton who who didn't perform up to par. Um, with only those 15 points, 0 of 9 from 3. And, yeah, uh, he, he's, like, part of the reason why they, they lost last night. 
Um, if he plays better uh, in game two, maybe all three of them can score at least 25 points. Giannis has to get over 30. Um, then maybe they can win. But, you know, the three of them got to click. It, and what's even weirder, too, is Chris Middleton at home plays better. But this was his one home game that since the game one against Miami where he did not play good at home. And Drew Holiday, who really struggled in the Brooklyn Nets series, found his groove offensively. But I don't see this is going to be a consistent thing for Drew Holiday to have 30 pieces and all this. I think that Drew Holiday is back to 15 the next game. Um, Blackheart, what about you? What was your thoughts on the Trey Young 48 performance night? And do the Bucks have a, a thing to stop Trey Young, or is this going to keep happening? Listen, this is going to keep happening. But in this in this case, in this juncture for Game Two. Like most sequel movies, The Emperor Strikes Back. Okay? So if you're not a Star Wars fan, you should be a Star Wars fan because this is going to be game two, The Emperor Strikes Back, onto Kumbo. And listen, game one, they just got disrespected on their own floor. Their home floor, they got disrespected. Their lackluster defense and late in the stretch in the fourth quarter where Trey Young did the whole shimmy thing. When I watched that, I, I watched that and said, there's no way in hell that they're going to win this game now. That lackluster defense right there, obviously, after the pick, and then if you guys were watching inside the NBA, um, the post-game show aftermath, Shaq and Shaq, Kenny, and Charles had an argument about that pick, and I got to also agree with Shaq. If you're supposed to be there, right, if you're supposed to be guarding Trey, right, you go around the pick, he, you know, so he, you know, he faces, so he faces it, goes right, and yet you stand there? I don't give a shit if it is Bobby Poison's job to try to run after him and then try to block his shit. No, that man who's supposed to be sticking to his assignment should stick on his fucking assignment. Have people have not put, have, uh, I'm pretty sure people play 2K all the time. You get a decreased grade when shit like that happens. You can't leave your assignment like that. So that was the one calling card that I said to myself last night. This is going to go in Atlanta's favor. Now as for the series itself, no, I don't see the Hawks going to win six games. Maybe six games if, you know, Chris Melton really is bumming it. Drew Holiday is trash and the only person that's scoring all the damn or, or, or at least half of them damn buckets is Antetokounmpo himself. So I'm going to stick to my original plan. Hawks in seven, but I'm expecting the Bucks to be ravaging the home court floor for game two. This upcoming Friday, Andre Kumbo got to have at least 50. But Chris Middleton, the second person, as I said in the last few episodes, that he needs to be that real true second option. So he's going to have to produce 25 to 30 points or or he or or he must just have a good ass hot streak in the third or fourth quarter. Because usually the Bucks are normally neck and neck when it comes to the first half, the second half, they always have to catch up with this. I don't understand it. So the defensive schemes. The offensive maneuvers, and more importantly, Chris Milton needs to step up the game, too. Well, Tavon, you said that the Bucks were going to cover that seven-point spread, and um, a lot of betters are pissed off at you right now because I've, I've said the Hawks were going to cover the plus seven-point spread. Um, but honestly, though, right now, mm. the Bucks at the moment, you know, Giannis is literally the guaranteed score that's going to score 30. Um, and everybody else, it kind of it's kind of looking like either Middleton or Holiday. But in your opinion, do the Bucks take Game Two, 
or is Atlanta actually sweeping and um, going up 2-0 right now? I expect the Bucks to win game two. Yeah, game one, the Bucks almost had it on their court. It all came down the clutch defense for Atlanta. Giannis, he, he pretty much has to do the same thing that he's been doing all season, which is be the best scorer. And Chris Mountain, yeah, he has to produce as the second best player on that team. And Drew Holiday kind of needs to step it up more. Well, I will say this here, though. The point spread for Friday's game at 840 for the Hawks-Bucks. Hawks are the plus 7.5 underdog. The Bucks are favored to win this game by 8. I'm going back to what I was saying before. The Hawks plus 7.5 point spread. I don't know if they'll win game 2, but I definitely say they cover the spread. Trey, what about you? Is the Bucks winning this game by 8, or do you not believe in the Bucks as far as a better right now? No, nah, it'll be a closer game than... Then eight points, I think. Okay. Uh, Blackheart, what about you? Hawks or Bucks? Game two for the point spread. This is going to be the Bucks' game, game two, and, and they're going to win by two or three points. Tops. Okay. okay. Well, Tavon, that brings you now. Uh, Hawks plus seven and a half point spread, or are you taking the Bucks and saying the Bucks win by eight? The Bucks will win, but I think it will be less than eight. Well, I'm definitely going to – I've said that the Hawks were going to do it. Tonight at 9 o'clock, it's the Phoenix Suns, L.A. Clippers. Even though the games never start at 9 o'clock, they always start at like 9.20, 9.25 because ESPN loves to drag out their content. Um, yeah, if we do this shit, then we get criticized, okay? Um, Phoenix, though, is the favorite to win this game by just two points, and the Clippers are the point spread underdogs at home. Plus two. Money line is plus 100 for the Clippers, so easily if you win $100 – you win back $100. For the Phoenix Suns, they're a minus 120 on the money line. Suns are looking to go up 3-0. They have Chris Paul back tonight. For the Clippers, no Kawhi. However, they do have PG. They have Reggie Jackson. They have Terrence Mann, and they have Marcus Morris. Um, I've got to ask you guys this here. Is Phoenix going up 3-0 tonight, or is it a 2-1, and we're going to game and game four Saturday is – looking a little bit more um, safer for Clippers fans. Uh, Trey, we'll start with you again. Yeah, so I prefer the phrasing that the Clippers are going to be going down 0-3. Um, so that's what I'm going to say. Uh, I think they're going to lose tonight. Paul George, I don't know, he could have 30-plus points, but I think even if it's a close game, the Suns are going to pull it out. Um, you know, the way the Clippers lost game two, off of an inbound to DeAndre Jordan. No, not DeAndre Jordan. Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Um, I mean, alley-oop, just like, what's there, 0. 0.9 seconds left on the clock? Uh, yes, yes, it's nine tenths, nine tenths, yes. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing to see that happen. I was <laughs> laughing during that shit, because no funny shit. I said, <laughs> Monty Williams drew up that play. He drew up that play, the similar play that he did for Tyson Chandler four seasons ago, right? Similar right. play that happened back then. He did it again this time around, and it was still successful. And I just said to myself, hmm, this is going to be the battle of coaches. So I'm sorry that people may feel high and mighty about Ty Lue, but look at Monty Williams' body work, man. He's feeling, I mean, he's underappreciated. 
Well, Blackheart, I do have to you ask went. you, is... Well, no, sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, Tosh. So, Paul George also went 5 for 10 from the free throw line. Just wanted to add that in there. So, had he made oh. his free throws, they would have uh, probably won the game. If he had just made one of those two free throws, they would have won the game. Fuck that. You opinion. get paid millions of dollars to shoot, okay? So, you can't make a free throw when it's the Western Conference Finals, the game is on the line. That means, tell me, several people like Charles Barkley would have said he got no balls. To me, you know, I feel like if Paul George, like, I really do feel like Paul George really did play the best game he could. And the Suns really did play the best defense they could, despite the fact they were killed in the paint. 60 to 30, Tavon and I went into this in depth yesterday. And even Tavon has said that he doesn't know if there's any answers for the, for the Suns' points in the paint. Because I've just literally said, if they just crash the paint and just keep giving it to Aiton, there's nobody that's going to stop Aiton right now. And there's nobody proving that. Cameron Payne had the 29-point game, which has made all of NBA Twitter think, was Cameron Payne just trash all alone? Or was he just fucking with us? And is he a Russell Westbrook disciple? Uh, spoiler alert, people, he did suck. He just... But then again, the Bulls... Sucked as an organization. Yeah, you know, well, you got to look at the team that he was playing for, too, and how the fact that those teams suck, and then they underutilized him. Yeah, and, and okay, see, I can't say if he sucked or not, because the only thing he was memorable for was doing dance moves with Russell Westbrook, whether they were doing Miss Elliott's one-two step or whether they were trying to do their own dance moves. But either way, they were like choreographers, you know, for all the boy bands. They were either, you know, practicing the Bye 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 or the New Edition or the, um, what you call it, the 98 Degrees, whatever you want to um, do it. Yes, I'm shouting out all 90s bands. Um, yeah. So anyways, because it's Throwback Thursday. But, but again, like... Like I've said before, you know, you can't also, guys like Cameron game like that. Also, Sino, with Chris Paul being back and Ronald's going to be on the floor, you know what that means? I smell beef. Beef reunited. Beef reheated. Yes, I can't wait for that because now we're seeing the Western Conference Finals. Game three, you're in Rondo's house. CP's back. And you know if you have seen the documented history of, 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 of these two is beef, from back then to now, <laughs> I just want to see this flying tonight when it comes to those two. Maybe, maybe not. Well, Blackheart, I've got to ask you, is the Suns going up 3-0, or is it the Clippers taking it to just a 2-1 Phoenix? Duh! This, yes, okay. yes, this is Suns going up 3-0, and I'm going to be sitting back, smiling, and saying, one more, and I can smoke this Clipper pack now. Finally, I've been waiting for this pack. I've been waiting for this pack for weeks. And now all of a sudden, it's slowly coming to fruition. But the last series, I, I, I was highly disappointed. Anyway, well, when it comes to this, CP's coming back. If he is going to be available, like, we all know with that whole 10 to 14 day quarantine that some players usually don't come back fully 100%. Others do. So um, I'm not going to put the face ball in his hands. I think they're going to slowly. Give him minutes and slowly build the back up. But it's really going to be Devin Booker's game. It's going to be Devin, then Ethan, and then, I, I mean, I don't want to say Pink will be the third option today, so I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go face, number 25, I think, or, uh, something like that. Anyway, just, I mean, just the way that this whole thing is going to break down, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be a lopsided game for the course. You're not going to play lopsided in someone else's backyard. And, Especially now, what we see in the last series. 
think of it, the Clippers are, are, the Clippers are going to give you a dog fight. Paul George may, might have a little over 30. It might be the Indiana Pacers, Paul George. But I think someone is going to screw up something at the very end when it's going to cost him the game. Tavon, what about you? Is the Clippers going to actually get a victory tonight in Game 3, or is Phoenix going up 3-0? Okay, so the first time I predicted this, I did have the Clippers winning Game 3, but Chris Ball is coming back, so I'm going to have to change my mind on this one. The Suns will be up 3-0. I'm actually going to say Clippers win game three tonight. I just got that feeling. Clippers win game three. It's going to be close, but I say the Clippers actually do get the game three victory. So I'm not. Hey, listen, I'm not man, you've been on the total left side of this ever since the beginning of this damn podcast. At first, we all say, Black, we're going to win this shit. And then now all of a sudden, you say, and then all of a sudden, you say, Tony Braxton. And then now we come into this. And then we all say the Suns. You're saying the Clippers. Here's why I say the. But here's why I say the Clippers. They were down <laughs> 0-2 to Dallas, and nearly it. lost Game Three, and then they beat Dallas. They because were down 0-2 they had the better fucking lineup. But they were <laughs> down 0-2 to Utah, and they beat Utah. Every time I say Utah the would take number one seed, but we can well, we, but we can contest that. Exactly, but every time I say the Clippers are going to go down 3-0. They always win game three, but so I now, think the Clippers but, but do win game three. It's a whole different team that's beyond the last two that they just faced. Is what I'm trying to understand. The Suns are not going to put their ga- I mean, they're not going to put their foot off the gas when it comes to um, similar, when it comes to games like this. They have their own new identity as of right here, right now, this season because they felt scorned from last season and they carry that shit over. But this season is is either we get far. In it, we because we got CP3 now. We got a real leader on our squad, and we got a young core here that he can utilize way more effective than what the fuck that I can ever fucking see anyone that probably would have been in his position with that lineup right there. I think they're in a good running compared to one identity right now. It's still going through his crisis and other BS like that. We don't know what you know. What I mean, we don't we don't know what what's really going on with uh, with Kawhi Leonard at this. Very moment, Joshua. Maybe this is a chess move that he's doing on the Clippers now. Huh? You can't win without me, so pay me more money, and then I'll probably stay. Yeah, I was just about to bring up Kawhi. Basically, Come on, man. The 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 game tonight. Um, it's up to Paul George to get them a win tonight, and if they do. Then Paul, uh, then Kawhi still has a chance to come back. They go down 0-3. There's no chance in hell Kawhi's coming back because uh, he's not going to save them and win them four straight games. So, uh, and then you go towards them and go into maximum overdrive and shit just to win those four games. I can't Paul trust George that. Has to step up tonight, and if he doesn't, um, then we definitely won't see Kawhi back. But I believe that if if they do win tonight, and maybe if they even things up and even up the series to 2-2. If they can take it to at least six games, I think Kawhi will start to hear that he's questionable, he's doubtful, and just like Harden is <coughs> doubtful, and he played. I will say, though, I just feel like the Clippers are just winning this game tonight. I just do, because I think the game will be close, and if the Clippers just play the game that they do and just hold DeAndre Ayton down, then this team wins. Um, you know, so I, I honestly do just feel like that. I honestly do. 
because, you know, every time we say that the Clippers go down 0-2, they always come back. And Paul George is going to have a great game tonight. I'm not concerned about that. I think Reggie Jackson is going to have a great game. And if Marcus Moore Sr. is able to make his shots, then that's all you're going to really need. Remember, they did have this game won. They technically did in game two. So this should technically be 1-1 right now. But Jay Crowder is, you know, on the fuck you message tour because a lot of people shit on Jay Crowder in that first round against LeBron in L.A. And now Jay Crowder's, you know, taking it back. And he's and Jay Crowder's really having, in my opinion, a very underrated playoff run right now. He just is. Um, tonight, though, a potential $207,598.68 total payout could be if this one better hits a parlay. Here's what the parlay better has tonight for the Clippers' Phoenix bet. Paul George to score over 25, Reggie Jackson to score over 20, Devin Booker to score over 25, DeAndre Ayton to have just more than eight rebounds, Marcus Morris over two threes, Jay Crowder over three threes, and Evitza Subox to score 11 points or more. So I've got to ask you this here. Tavon, we'll start with you. Is this better walking away with $200,000, or did he just blow $200 faster than I could mention all these? I think he blew it. Ooh, okay. Blackheart, what about you? <clears throat> Read me that last one again. Uh, Vince Zubox to score 11 points or more. He's, he's going to come close, but he's, but he's not going to get all that. There's going to be at least two of those categories that's not going to happen. Hmm. He, he's going to bring that money. Trave, what about you? You think he's walking away $200,000 richer in life? No chance. Oof, okay. Uh, Reggie <laughs> Jackson is not scoring 25. That's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> well, I, I actually say that he's going to lose it because of Jay Crowder and Marcus Morris's threes. I, because Marcus Morris has really not been shooting the ball great from three, and Jay Crowder is not making three threes a game anyway. So he's so he is going to walk away $200. Um <laughs> Less, less in life. Um, very, very terrible. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Blackheart and Tavon. They've been getting all their NHL picks right for some reason. Um, very, Thank very you. Weird about that. Yes. Um, however, 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 though, Tavon did lose his one NHL bet last night. He had the mm. Islanders um, losing to Tampa Bay, but the Islanders won, and then the <laughs> Islanders fans drenched their team in yep. beer and cigarettes. That's yep. disgusting. Um, they, some wide guy threw a beer in the middle in, in the middle of the ice as the game was still going. And I was like, "Wow, New York, <laughs> y'all sure know how to get away with certain shit." But what other places do it? <laughs> oh, it's foul. <laughs> well, well, I don't. Well, I, you know, old Blue Eyes once said, "If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere." Um, I heard. Blue Eyes I heard something was, different. I heard. Well, if you just survive without anything, then you want to get the best. Beer and cigarettes. I mean, I mean uh, it was. Okay, I mean, all right, sure. Okay, New York, you get a, a proxy pass for that because you got the New York mob out there too. So how about that? Well, the Islanders won 3-2 in overtime yesterday. So, of course, tonight we only have one game on tap. That's the Golden Knights. Montreal Canadiens, which is going on right now, but it doesn't matter because we'll all go with a live bet at the moment. I say Golden Knights are forcing a game seven. Trey, what about you? Golden Knights are going to – 
uh, Trey, do you think the Golden Knights are going to um, go to Game 7, or do you think the Canadians are going back to the Stanley Cup for the first time since 1993? I think I'm going to have to go against the Canadians. Good. Sorry. Smart man. I like him. Uh, Blackheart, what about you? You already know my damn pick. Canadians, Montreal, is it's about time to take this motherfucking dub and go back to the Stanley Cup Finals since you got rid of it in 1956. That's why I'm rooting for them. Break their own fucking stairs, okay? They are the Canadian uh, Chicago Cubs. I wouldn't say that. Uh, Tavon, what yep. about you? Okay. <laughs> I still got the Canadians. Ooh, okay. Well... The reason I said the Golden Knights need to win this game, Trey, I'm sorry if I'm boring you, but the Golden Knights, though, have been the NHL's expansion team. They just came in three years ago. Now everyone's saying now this team can't make it back to the Stanley Cup and it's only good in the regular season. So I want Vegas Golden Knights to succeed. I really do. I want them to succeed and everything like that. Um, but that's all for um, our hockey stuff for right now at the moment. However, we're going to get back into basketball, and it is – The Team USA roster has been established. Here are the 12 men that are going to be um, fighting for our country. I know that's uh, very weird to be for me to say that. And no, please do not be coming around here with this um, you-know-what crap of 2024. Because if you do, we will block the shit out of you. And then we will find you and then hunt you down, you fuckers. Um, Anyway, so for the Tokyo Olympics... Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Kevin Love. Why the fuck did he make that? Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday. Isn't that motherfucker going to be tired? Chris Middleton, so a lot of bricks. And Jeremy Grant, which was the head scratcher of all of these 12 men. Here were men that were declined by Team USA. And the leader of this is Grant Hill. The um, new um, USA Basketball President of Operations taking over um, this past year. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram were both denied in order for Jeremy Grant to make this and Kevin Love. So I've got to ask you, Trey, we'll start with you. Do you trust this 12-man USA lineup? Because this is not the 2012 USA. This isn't the 2008 Redeem team. And this damn sure isn't the 2014 one that was – Famous for the memes that James Harden was scared of one team doing a Samoan dance. <laughs> I mean, I believe in the team, um, but the competition's not going to be that easy. You've got the ca- Canadian team with guys like R.J. Barrett, Andrew Wiggins. Um, there's some other guys uh, that I haven't thought of. Um, then you've got the Serbian team. Um yeah, there's there's a few teams. What about Spain? Teams. Um, so our team, you know, it's good. It's got KD, Lillard, Beal, Tatum, Book, Zach Levine. Like we've got good players. Uh, I was a little surprised to see Grant Williams as a part of the team. Um, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. These guys can poke together some victories, and they can win. I mean, as long as they got Kevin Durant, Dame, Tatum, Beal, and Book, I think they can. I think they can pull it off. Blackheart, what about you, man? What is your thoughts on this twelve-man USA lineup? Because um, I've got hey, a lot to say about it, but I'm going last. Yeah. 
don't know how the hell Green Hill got over more than even Brandon Ingram more. There's so many other players that could have been qualified for this. So I want to know their selection committee um, picking out or figuring out this lineup and shit like that. You know, that's you know, that's something else. Maybe I I mean maybe I guess the Zion one was kinda of questionable, I guess, only because of the injuries. So I think right now I think what they're trying to do is try to probably keep him saving, you know, saying try to have him work on some other shit on the side and get him right for the next season. So maybe that came into play. Cause something about his injuries and the whole thing about weight issues and this shit, blah blah blah. blah. Like I'm just like you already stag I'm like you already stag me the guy like for crying out loud like let him be him like even if he gotta just condi- get a condition in the shape and shit like that I just don't think that they just want to try to bring him over so young but I was him right about that I think he's not ready yet um I gotta agree with Trey because now looking at the dynamic of team team Canada team Spain um I think Argentina too. But there's other teams out there that still that still got this is this is like a pretty in depth lineup that they have on their own, and we don't know how certain people that come from dealing with a season in the NBA to going straight overseas, especially with right now and this whole pandemic situation that's still going on. Still, um, how that plays into a lot of things. So we don't want them getting fucked over over there either. So, so just be cautious and just be mindful, I guess. So I gotta say about that. Tavon, what's your thoughts on the 12-man USA roster for the 2020 Olympics or the 2021 Olympics that were supposed to happen last year? It's a somewhat decent roster. Um, sure, there could have been better players on that roster, but I, I suppose they'll go far enough more more than the last time they were at the Olympics. But yeah, the competition, I mean, it's a bit um yeah, it's gonna be pretty tough, but yeah. Well here's my thoughts on this. Um I, I'm not a fan I'm gonna automatically just say this here. I'm not a fan of taking twelve NBA players that have played a shortened season and then telling them they've got to play in this country that does not have no COVID vaccinations or nothing like that. So they're basically risking their health. I'm not a fan of this roster for some reason. Probably because Mike Krzyzewski's not the coach and now it's Greg Popovich. And this and this feels a little weird to me. Um, I don't understand why Zion was denied, but Jeremy Grant got in. I'm not... I'm not 100% certain about the Kevin Durant thing because Durant, you know, this is a guy that just came off a torn Achilles two seasons ago. He just played the hell out of a playoffs. And now it's it's very concerning because James Harden's not in it and neither is Kyrie, which, honestly, which automatically made me think, well, Durant's going to drop out soon and I just have that feeling he still is. Kevin Love, I understand, has been, you know, the guy in the last two, three Olympics that have been, you know, the guy that's played great. But that's, that was a Kevin Love of a different past and a different generation and a Kevin Love that was in a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey. This is a Kevin Love now that wants to get the hell out of Cleveland, but he can't. Um, I'm worried about this team. I'm just worried injury-wise someone's going to get injured. 
And I'm also worried that this team is not safe, healthy, safe health wise because of where they're going. Um, so I'm not a fan of this. I'm really not. Um, I'm actually disgusted with the Olympics. I'm disgusted with the NBA. I'm not disgusted with the players because I understand what the players are doing, you know, um, and nor am I ever going to be mad at the players. I'm going to be mad at the people that are supposed to be taking care of these NBA players because these are guys that we want to see healthy in October, not wasting their summer, almost getting COVID or going to get COVID because it's not like the numbers in, you know, these countries are going down. I understand in the and and, and because Blackheart, you know this as well. New Japan, you know, they're running places at half capacity. But remember, in Tokyo just two, three weeks ago, they they had to issue an, another emergency-wide state band. Yes. Know, you know, and and it's very concerning to me because yes, I don't is. want these – I don't want these NBA players getting sick or nothing and then coming back and then we're in – You know, it causes a new – right, and it causes a new shit, causes a new wave, maybe a new shrink can get exposed and passed over. Then where the fuck are you going to do? You're going to be right back to square one. Exactly. And and I, and that's what I'm truly, truly worried about. Um, because, you know, an NBA commissioner that had balls, instead of looking like E.T. the fucking dumbass, would at least <laughs> fucking say, you know what? <laughs> fuck this. We don't need to give them anything. We should just say, look here, or talk to the Olympics or somebody say, look here. We can do this, but let's do it in a neutral siding. Let's do it somewhere where in a country like Canada, for example, it's more safer for everybody to come in and stuff. But instead, no, you want to do it in fucking Tokyo and shit. And I don't I don't respect it. I don't respect it. And it also tells me that that a commissioner doesn't give a shit. Um, and it tells me that a lot about the USA Olympics. And I'm not going to shit on Grant Hill because he does go to Duke and he is a. Duke guy, and I've known, and I've actually met Grant Hill, so I'm not going to shit on Grant, but at the same time, though, uh, Grant Hill will be getting the pie in his face, you know, um, it'll be like that um, movie where the woman um, told the white, uh, where, the, where the white woman, I don't know if you guys ever seen this movie, um, Violet um, won a, a Oscar for this um, movie, because um, the white woman said that she would hire her back, but she had to take less salary, and the black woman said, eat my shit, and she did in the pie. So, um, I don't know what the movie's called, um, but it's a funny ass movie though. It's a funny ass part. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta ask you guys though. I've never asked anybody this here. Who is the better USA team though? Is it the 2008 Redeem team, the '92 Dream team, or the 2012 USA team? 2012. 2008 Redeem team. They would kill '92 Dream team. By 50. I am going to have to say... Yeah, I'll say 2008. Trey, what about you? So we got one, 2012, 2008. Um, what were the choices? Was it 2012? 2012, Probably 92. Uh, worst USA team ever. The 2004 that won a bronze or the 2019 one that um, had Greg Popovich and the team lost. Um, they lost winning the FIBA Cup literally on the day of um, 9-11 day in America. 
I'll go the first one because I think that one, man, you can't be. I mean, it's just a fucking coincidental shit at how all that lined up with 9 11 in the first place, man. I can't blame history for that shit. Come on now. But the first one, oh no, come on now. We had the lineup to even propel to even get to the next round, and we didn't. So, no. <clears throat> I say 2019 is worse than 2004. 2004 at least had Iverson and these guys, you know. 2019 was just some ass. They were literally losing to some teams like that that that, that you never even heard of in a FIFA Cup, and they should have won. So no, 2019 is way worse. To, uh, yeah, yeah, 2019. Trey, what about you? Trey, what about you? Yo, oh, I think uh, we got to one of away from your phone. I don't well, know. Well, anyway, so we'll let Trey answer that question when he gets back, though. I will say, though, the most underrated USA team was the one that won it in 2014, the FIFA Cup, because that team actually had Kenneth Reed was like literally like playing like an Iron Man type guy. I mean, Kenneth Reed really was like a beast for the 2014 FIFA Cup. And Carmelo Anthony, that was like the last time he was like the Captain America for us. And they had Love, Durant, who else? Um, Harden was like killing it, man. Dude, I love the 2014 FIFA team that won that FIFA Cup. So shout out to them. Um, anyway, so back to some more NBA news. Um, you know, they, they said who's, there's a country song that is out there that says, who says you can't go home? Um, and then who says you can't go back? Because Rick Carlisle's going back to the Indiana Pacers, folks. Four years, $29 million a year. Rick Carlisle even said this quote, it's going to be fun to coach guys that are unselfish. Wow. Mm. Wow, this dude is unloading the machine gun of bullets, and I'm not talking about the MGK machine guns. Um, anyways. Wow, you suck for that bar. You suck for that bar. Right side to that guy, bro. This stuff, it's a fast route. When your eyes come, your rivals. <laughs> that man has to take the same to your face. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> well, I gotta ask you this here, Blackheart. What's your thoughts on Rick Carlisle going to the Indiana Pacers? Is the Pacers going to be a better team, or is the Pacers just going to be the same team that we've seen all 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 the last few years? First off, I was I was real shocked that he went back. I'm like, wow. And didn't I say that before? And then I said that, well, if he ended up going, um, going to any of the cases, then y'all kind of joked about that. And then I see, you know, this shit happened. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, I guess certain people, certain coaches are natural born for certain cultures of teams. And I just think Dallas was just one of those teams that he had a decent, good run. We could be brought to the championship, of course. But look at the lineup that he had back there committed now. You see the difference. You see maturity in one, and then you got the young and uh, the young and restless with the other one right there. And I just think, what from a guy from his perspective, I think he was just, I think he was just low-key. Was like, mm, this team's gonna get run by the asylum, and I'm out. And me being as like the floor general, it gets, it's, it's got no power, so I gotta get the fuck out of here. Let the warrior take care of that shit. Warrior, aka Mark Cuban, and he goes to where he knows. So that's pretty. So that's pretty good for his end. Um, but that last line, like, oh. I probably uh, see. I mean, I'm finally dealing with a team that's unselfish. Damn, talk about us. Nick Beast 
you know, it's so, talking about a sneak this, but damn, man, this is this was Chicago, man. This would have been a drive-by shooting right about now. I agree. Um, Rick Carlisle, though, let's do, just look at his last four years. His first four years as a Pacer. And 03, 04, they were 61 and 21. Incredible. Can't argue with that. Next year, they went 44 and 38. The next year, 41 and 41. And in his last year, they were 35 and 47. So there was a reason why Carlisle was let go of the Pacers because he had a great first season and then they dwindled. And this was a team that he had with Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest, um, Fred Jones. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, I believe, uh, who was it? I believe Troy Murphy was on that team, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, I, and, you know, I look at Rick Carlisle and this Pacers team, and, I, and I've said this here before, they're not going to keep Sabonis, and they're not keeping Brogdon, and they're not keeping LeVert all three together. They're just not. And I've, and I've said this here to Trey, and Trey said, that the, Trey said that was a bad trade idea, but I'm going to run it by you and Tavon. I've said trade Sabonis for the 7th and 14th pick of the Warriors – and get the seven and fourteen pick, and you get Sabonis, you know, or work a three-team trade out with Orlando, get seven, five or eight, and fourteenth pick, and you give Sabonis to Golden State, and Gold and Golden State gives Orlando a Boogie Wiggins. So, uh, so uh, Blackheart, what would you think of that trade? Regret dead air again. I don't think he's at his mic. Oh, there he is. No, 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 no. I'm still here. I'm still alive. I thought I had a I was going to say, one person, that many picks, three teams. Sounds so ill. It sounds clustered. It sounds like, it's like, a, it's like a cluster thing to me right now. It's like, Sabonis <sighs> so goes to the Warriors. He, he would not fit with that culture. That's first and foremost. So I would automatically say no, but he would went to Orlando. Orlando would have to give up so much shit that they probably cannot even redeem something to even get the fuck back. So it would work out for them anyway. So, so bonus. I'm sorry, he that that trade would have been a favorable one. I re, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it because you're really dependent on the next. Wait, 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 wait. One more point. Oh yeah. Because you're really dependent on the next class. Right to give you that almost close to talent that you can be able to say, okay, we have to replace him with him. And this class and the last couple of classes, maybe depending on the variant of what happens in college basketball the next following season, stuff like that. Injuries do come into play, and then they tra- and then the star value goes down. And that's the next you know, that's the next that you know they get snapped up by a pretty decent team, and then they work their ass off to be a next superstar. So people are always rushing judgment when it comes to that. So. I'm not, I'm, uh, for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the trade under no circumstances. But if the proper team that can fit his dual, I mean, his skill set that can be beneficial for that team, I just don't think it's really going to be beneficial for that Warriors team. They need a true big man up there compared to him. Him will not play the five, him will only play the four, and then what are you going to do with Draymond Green? So, no. Uh, Trey, are you back with us yet? Yeah. All right. I, I was going to ask, which USA team did you think was worse, or the 2019 or the 2004? 2004 had to have, like, Braun on it, right? Braun, Wade, Bosch. Yeah, Braun, Allison, uh, Boozer. 
I'd probably say 2019. Yeah, definitely. Um, Anyways, though, uh, Trey, Rick Carlisle came back as the Indiana Pacers head coach. Um, Do you feel the Pacers are going to get better with this, or do you think the Pacers are still not yet in the road yet where where they've got to still – do you think they still have a long road ahead of them to be a top four team in this East? Yeah, I think they're probably a top – possibly a top six team. Mm-hmm. And they use that best. Um, Rick Carlisle will make them uh, play up to their potential. I thought it was either going to be Carlisle or Terry Stotts. Uh, but they went with Carlisle. That's uh, a solid hire. Um, yeah. uh, well, I got to ask you this here. Sabonis, Brogdon, Levert. Who are you building your team around? I mean, probably all three. It's Indiana, so no free agents are like dying to come there. Um, they're they're in like mediocre territory right now, where they're not bad enough to get a lottery, you know, to be like a high lottery team, and you know they're not good enough to be legitimate contenders. Um, so, you know, it's tough right now. I'd say you want to build around all three of those guys. I just feel like all three of them are not staying. I feel like one's leaving. Someone's leaving um, because this draft is coming up, and I know the Pacers. The Pacers are not going to keep all three of these guys. They just Miles the Turner. Just Miles Turner is the guy that needs to go. I don't believe Traded for Cadiz Levert. I don't think Sabonis is going anywhere. And Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, that's the wild card. If they can get something of value for him, I think he. He probably holds the most value around around the league. Yeah, but Brogdon teams. is not seen as the fifth best point guard though in this league. The fifth best point guard today, to a lot of people, is De'Aaron Fox over Brogdon, and I disagree with that for a lot of reasons. But Brogdon did have a really good season. He just didn't get the credit that he was deserved because no one watches the end of the Pacers. Um, I will say this here, though, you know, for Indiana, to me, they've still got a long ways ahead. I don't think they're a top four team in the East yet. They could move up to the sixth seed, but it's, you know, anything is going to be an improvement for Indiana this year. Remember, they, they had Nate Bjorken, uh, the former G League alumni coach, and, you know, he didn't get along well with players. And also the big question is going to be, can TJ Warren develop into the bubble TJ Warren for the answer no. Or was he doing? Or, okay, no. Yeah. Well, we're, the answer is no. Well, well, if Rick Carlisle can develop him into averaging eighteen and nine, I don't know. Then that, I think I think that's I think that tells a lot about Carlisle's teaching. I mean, <laughs> um, to be honest, he's been a bucket ever since he was with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he's been he's been a bucket when he was at NC State. Yeah, he's capable of getting you twenty on any given night. So to see him perform with a little consistency in the bubble, just as what it is. But, I mean, going forward, that's another guy that they can look to trade. He's on the last year of his contract, um, as well as Jeremy Lamb. And they're both making just over $10 million. So they pair a few of those guys together along with Miles Turner. Um, then they could probably make a bigger deal. I'd keep, I'd keep Karis LeVert. I'd keep Sabonis. And I'd try to keep Brogdon, too. I agree. Um I agree that they should keep all three, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Tavon, what about you? What's your thoughts on the Rick Carlisle hire? Um, it's an um, interesting hire, Rick Carlisle. 
obviously he comes back to Indiana. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how um how um the Pacers go from there in five to ten years. Uh, how about this year though? Um, next up, it's the Dallas Mavericks. They're in talks of getting a new coach, but their new coach, like I said, was going to be someone that they knew. It's not going to be the Stan Van Gundy. It's going to be Jason Kidd, who is in talks of being coming the next Dallas Mavericks head coach. The Mavericks are also in the process of getting a new GM, which I would not be shocked if his name was Dirk Davinsky, because Mark Cuban is staying Dallas. He's going, he, to me, this feels like Vince McMahon just rehiring people like John Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard and saying, fix this and fix that. And that's good and all for, for, your, for your short term, but for your long term, you're in fucking trouble. And the Shark Tank investor on ABC, I feel like he's still in a big trouble of water because year five, six, seven down the road, he doesn't know what the fuck he's going to do. So he's just doing short term options. I mean, I like it, but I don't know if this is a good fit for Jason Kidd. I don't think – if I was Jason Kidd, I would want a lot of fucking money from this guy. Like, I would want $15 million a year. $15 million a fucking year on a four-year deal. Also, I would like a no-trade clause in my fucking contract in case Mark Cuban, the Shark Tank owner, tries to trade me for some Bitcoin. Um <laughs> So yeah, I I would want a four year deal, fifteen million a year, no trade clause. Oh, and I get his car, and I get his private jet to to and back from every fucking game. That's my that's what I would ask for because you're gonna have to deal with Luka Doncic, you're gonna have to deal with Chris Steps Porzingis, you're gonna have to deal with the fact that you don't have no wings because. Uh, seeing how Mark Cuban's already bad with everything right now, I don't see Tim Hardaway's j- Jr. getting that money that he thinks he's going to get. Maybe he will, but I don't know. Um, also, you don't know who the fuck your new GM is going to be. And whoever the GM is going to be is still going to have to go through Mark Cuban because everyone knows it's Cuban's world or no one's world. Um, so, yeah. Um, am I asking for too much on this or – what do you think, Blackheart? Do you think I'm just being a lunatic on these um, demands if I was his agent? Or do you think this is what Jason Kidd should ask for? Listen, man. <laughs> I kind of said this to myself earlier, man. They're going to stick within the family. So if y'all don't know, Jason Kidd was drafted by the Dallas Mavericks. Back in 1995. Yes. Yes, he was. And then and then he made his career in Phoenix, technically, though. Exactly. Along with Steve Nash. And that made me smile. Anyway, back, uh, yeah, just this whole thing. I mean, what you said earlier about the whole Vince McMahon thing, like, oh, yeah, this is Gerald Briscoe. This is Pat Patterson. This, this is the one. No, this is like the head, the three headed dragon that you see in Game of Thrones and shit. This is it mm-hmm. right here when it comes yes. to losing, when it, Matt, uh, Mark. It's gonna have. I mean, it's gonna have to be no. I mean, uh, no whiskey because there's no other person that you're really gonna try to tell me that's gonna be down. That's gonna take over that GM role. I'm sorry, like there's there's no goddamn way. And and, and if Mark is thinking what the hell I think he's thinking, he's probably gonna pass the keys over to Dirk whenever he walks out the door. 
Trey, what about you? I, I said four years at $15 million. That's $60 million on a four-year deal. I said get him his private jet, give him his own luxury room and all this shit, give him a corner office with a view and shit. Um, am I asking for too much in all of this if I was his agent? Or do you think that this is what Jason Kidd needs to ask for in order to have control or to at least babysit this Dallas Mavericks group? Well, I mean – I think he he doesn't deserve any more than any of the other coaches out on the market. To be honest, <clears throat> I don't think this is the job that he gets to like throw his weight around and just ask for whatever he wants. But I think they'll give him a reasonable deal because of the history that they have with him, being that he is a former Dallas Maverick. Um, I think Luca might respect him, so I think it. Might end up being a solid hire. As far as the GM goes, uh, there's talk about bringing in Nico Harrison, uh, who's, a, who's currently an employee of Nike Ooh. and has interviewed for uh, some GM positions around the league before. Mm-hmm. And his name's being brought up for the Mavs, so that's going to be interesting to see if they hire him. Um, but Jason Kidd, I think a lot of teams didn't want him as their head coach. I know Celtics fans didn't. So to see him go back to Dallas, it's probably the one place, other than going back to Milwaukee to coach Giannis again, um, that I could have thought of. Tavon, what about you? Uh, Jason Kidd, more than likely, trying to he's on he's going to probably be the Dallas Mavericks head coach probably knowing something in the next 48 to 72 hours um what's your thoughts on this do you think Jason Kidd should be asking for the whole boat or what what do you if, if you were Jason Kidd what would you ask for and because you're getting ready to be in a bad situation either or um yeah I would probably ask for all the money in the world if I'm willing to be a part of that team, basically. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but I, I've said this here, too. He, he needs that money. He, he's going to need a lot of money because, in my opinion, I think Jason Kidd's a very underrated head coach. Yo, wait, 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 wait. But here's the thing that Jason Kidd really should do. Now, Jason Kidd, if you pay attention to me, watch the movie The Heist. Yes. You can pull off this bank robbery scheme and you can flat out just be like, you know what? Yeah, sure, I'm going to take the money, stay here for one season, then I'll be out. <laughs> I think that's what Phil Jackson did. Didn't Phil Jackson do some shit like that? Remember, because Phil Jackson literally was a was a literally lazy president basketball operations. I think he watched the movie that you talked about, um, Black Art. Nah, he was released. Remember, he didn't do shit for New York. Nah, he was released. I know, but he didn't do shit for New York, though. He technically I, yeah, I was going to say that was, uh, that was a Yeah, but didn't he fall asleep on someone that actually was <laughs> high up in the draft and um, he drafted someone else less? Um, no, he fell asleep on Dennis Smith Jr.'s combine. But was awake for Frank Neal Aquilas and drafted Frank Neal Aquilas. So let's not go there. I mean, um, just because he made one good draft, I mean, plus he's pissed Dennis off Smith Noah. right now. Just, right. Well, I I know, but at the same time, though, Frank Neal Aquilas isn't blowing up the world neither. I mean, <laughs> he forced the Knicks to do the triangle. Falling asleep. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, and then and then was getting re- and then hired Derek Fisher as a head coach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. scouting Porzingis and then trading Porzingis. Stupid uh, move. Too late. I'll give Stupid move. Well, he never traded Porzingis because he was already gone by that time. The, the other Knicks GM did that for him. Um, how about this here though? J Cole once said though in this song, "My youngest, my only regret was being too young for Nina Long." So guess what happened for Boston fans yesterday? We got they, Nia Long moving here. Yeah. Yep, you sure did. Along yeah. with uh, head coach, um, I can't pronounce this motherfucker's name. Ila or uh, Ima Ime. There you go, Ima Yuduka. Okay, well, I'm sorry, Boston fans. Anyways, um, the 43-year-old has been hired. Of course, this man was a strong recommendation key from stars of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, who played for him under the Team USA in the 2019 uh, FIBA World Cup, like I mentioned. Um, he was an assistant for the San Antonio Spurs for seven seasons, even played under Greg Popovich. Then he joined um, Brett Brown's staff in Philadelphia for two years and then moved on to Brooklyn under Steve Nash. And he spent you know, his years as an NBA player with the Lakers, Blazers, uh, Kings, and Knicks as well. Other people that were going to get this job was Milwaukee Bucks assistant Darvin Ham and L.A. Clippers' Chauncey Billups, because they were the only two that had multiple interviews. So I've got to ask you guys here, I told you, I, I've literally said yesterday I was not a fan of this, because I said they needed to get Mike D'Antoni, and I still believe that. Um, but what are your guys, but Trey, Blackheart, what are your guys' thoughts on this? To your Mike D'Antoni line, shove that line up your ass. No thank you. <gasps> <laughs> you can keep that motherfucker down there with that bullshit-ass, crazy-ass offense with no defense line. I ain't hearing that bullshit. We need a head coach that's, that's going to bring that greediness, defensiveness back to the fucking city of Boston, the way that we have once done it before, okay? So, get that Mike D'Antoni thing out your ass. Thank you. Uh, anyway, <sighs> that was a great hire. I mean, it was a good hire because they he has a, you know, he has you know previously had you know great ties with Tatum with Tatum Brown and Marcus Smart, which is like so now when it comes to this whole Marcus Smart being trade thing, that's not going to happen anymore. But I still going to have you know saying we all know how these assistants that get the head coaches and the head coaches got. Oh, we really know that this is their first winning time around. I mean, I know him being. Around experienced, championship worthy, high top tier coaches and staff, I understand. But does it really resonate too when it comes to his own staff? That now he's going to have to assemble around him to make sure that this is really going to be the way that uh, the way that it should be, and make sure to keep our identity intact. Now that you have two all stars and one defensive heart person that we need, like like we need him, like Den- like like Chicago back in '96 needed Dennis fucking Robin. So, Trey, what, Trey, what was your thoughts on this? Uh, wait, what was the question again? On the new head coach hire for Boston. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Eme, hiring Eme was a good move. Uh, like you guys pretty much said, worked with the Jays and Marcus Smart, Team USA. Um, and then, like, just bringing in a guy like that who's been an assistant coach for the Spurs, has been an assistant coach for the Sixers currently was just an assistant um, for the Nets. So he has connections all around the league. Um, I think those connections are going to pay off when the time comes. 
you know, like starting with this free agency, you never know. Like, you know, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, those are players that are free agents, and you never know. Like, he could attract one of those guys to Boston. So it can all start from there with the relationships that he that he's built. Um, you know, having coached guys like Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, KD, Kyrie, James Harden, um, all those guys are set to become free agents down the line. And though I'm not chasing any of them, because I've already chased a few of those guys in the past, um, if they did decide to come here down the line because of that relationship, um, then I'd have I I will say this here, though. I'm not worried about Ime's recruiting because, no offense, he did recruit one of the hottest 90s women's – one of the hottest 90s women of all time. So let's give him credit on that. We have I, – I don't doubt his recruiting, not one bit. I, I'm actually not going to. I just said he's not a good coach fit hire to me because I want to see D'Antoni in Boston, which, of course, Blackheart told me to go shove up my ass, which I will listen to. So that's my last comment about that. Just However, shove it up your ass and move on. Okay, okay. Well, how about this here for my next question? Wait, hold on, hold on. It, D'Antoni, man, is pretty terrible. I, I can't lie. <gasps> Thank you, Colin. No, I, I, I love you, but this is, I appreciate your father mind. Now, can you shove this whole Mike D'Antoni up your motherfucking ass? And move uh, I, I, my thing is, I, how many chances, how many opportunities is Mike D'Antoni going to get? Like Too fucking many. Close but, but no he cigar. He actually is time. great, though, as a coach. You can't deny that. You can't During the regular season, okay? Like you just said earlier on, during the regular season, these coaches can be like the coach of the fucking year. But yeah, but yeah, become the postseason, he can't do shit. We've seen that already before. We've seen too many goddamn collapses, okay? Yeah, I'm ruined, just tired of the recycling He ruined my Steve Nash team. He ruined my Steve Nash Phoenix Suns team back then. You remember that? Yeah. He ruined that motherfucking team. He Bob got Bob. them as far as... What, 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 Parker, I'm not going to blame everything. No, 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 no. I, no. I can't blame everything on him, though. Listen, I, I, I give him a little I'll bit give of credit, but still, I, I just can't. Okay, fine. I'll give him 15% credit, but 85% is all bullshit. Move on. But this is the thing, though, Blackheart. No, no, because here's the thing. Steve Kerr was the GM of the Phoenix Suns, and he was trading away first-round picks multiple times to where they made then, a fucking Now, here's that. the problem. You have a, a former player that turned into a head coach that knows how to talk to people. That's the point. Well, Steve Kerr knows how to talk to people. Point. And so, which means to tell me that means Steve Kerr would have never made it this fucking far in Golden State. You know, for Dan Will, he had to been talking to Steph like it's another mold of fucking clay. He's gonna craft him with the same with the same with the same key and learn that he had taught and apply it to this young man. And look at how the fuck Steph Curry blossomed. Look, look, look here, look here. All I can say is, <laughs> I think, I think you guys, I think you guys just underestimate Dan Tony. Plus, I mean, plus, plus, plus I'm I just think happy to have some soul food at the garden. Well, all I'm going to say is now, I'm going to change the question. I'm actually going to change the question. Here's what I got to ask you. Trey, you told me that you wanted Ish Smith as a point guard, and you told me Deontay Graham would be a great backup guard. Blackheart, I've got to ask you this here. Huh. Boston needs a point guard. You can't deny sure. that. Um, yes. I said Spencer Dimwiddle will be a Celtic because, no offense, Eme did coach him. So, no offense – 
I see Spencer Dimwiddle is is heading to Boston. I know there's been rumors out there that he prefers the Clippers or the Lakers, but I see Dimwiddle going to Boston. You mm. you might you you and Trey don't see that, but I do. I mean, this is a guy that's literally. I mean, when he has had to play the the Kyrie Irving point guard, he comes in and he plays like a good point guard. I will give him credit, and he's someone that could help with Brown and Tatum. I just I just see a good fit, and 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 I and I look at these other point guards. Chris Paul's a, a, available after this year, but more than likely, but Chris he's Paul's not going to go the fuck anywhere. He's going to stay there and resign the bag still. Exactly. Uh, you've got Mike Conley. You've got Cal Lowry. And of, of course, the first I, trade told me. I was just going to say something about Kyle Lowry, too. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, Trey told me they didn't want no fat Kyle. Man, I get that. You got. I would because, too. We don't want him out of shape. We don't need a James Harden moment. Yeah, uh, I what mean. About Gore, well, what about Goran Dragic or Dennis Schroeder? Oh, God, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> what about what about getting a trade for Lonzo Ball? Yeah, so I don't think the Celtics are going to pull off any type of signing trades. Um, no Duncan Robinson. No, the Heat are not going to trade with the Celtics. It's n- never going to happen ever in a million years. And I feel the same way about Spencer Dinwiddie and the Nets. Uh, there's no chance that the Nets are going to trade with the Celtics. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we're going to have much to give them anyway. Because we're not giving up Marcus Smart for Dinwiddie. And the only other contract is what we have the TPE that we can probably absorb him with. Or we have Tristan Thompson's salary. Um, so I'm not really sure what we would have to give up to get Dinwiddie. But I don't think that Brooklyn would even want to trade with us. What about uh, Reggie Jackson and Cameron Payne? They will be free agents after this year anyway. Those guys are solid. That's that's along the lines of what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking yeah, like I would, a yeah, big I would, move. If you said Randy Jackson, I probably would have picked him up too. Yeah, I, I, I definitely say. I, I, I but then again, say, after this season, though, depending, on, but it really it really gonna depend on how he plays for the next few like next few more games, and that can up his stock. So maybe that'll be a good idea if they lose quickly, but. It would cost us more if they survive it out than they go into the finals and some other shit. His stock will go up much higher, so I think it'll be more impossible. For Puerto point guards, who are you guys looking at, though? I, I say Devontae Graham is definitely your best option because um, he is better than Austin Rivers. He is better than Del Vadova. He's better than Teague. He's better than Mike James, um, Smith Jr., Nina Kila, um, Chris Dunn. He's got a player option in Atlanta, so I'm thinking Ooh, Chris Dunn will opt I, out. I remember Chris Dunn's face. I'm like, ah, oh, we could use him. But there was and some other Avery Bradley, that I was thinking of, too. Avery Bradley's going to um, be a free agent. Um, that that could be something, uh, seeing a former that Celtic bring, back. That, that, that brings some nostalgia back. Yeah. Um, and then Patty Mills and then TJ McConnell. I definitely would definitely like to see TJ McConnell Ooh. or Devontae Graham. Yeah, that's the McConnell one. Somehow, so way we could utilize him as a six man coming off the bench. Man, he scored crazy. Oh, that can help out a lot. I definitely agree. Trey, what about you? Do you agree with so, this or no? Yeah, McConnell would be solid. I like Ish Smith too. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a big splash there. We already have Marcus Smart. Well, um, assuming that he makes it through the off season, and we have Peyton Pritchard. Um, so we could use like the taxpayers MLE. It's probably like five million dollars to sign a backup point guard. 
Um, so yeah, Ish Smith, TJ McConnell, guys that can run the offense and also score a little bit. That's what I'd be looking looking to add to the team. How about this year, though? I'm going to ask everybody this year a question here. This is not going to be an NBA question. It's not a, it's not a wrestling question, and it's definitely not an NHL question. I'm asking everybody this year this question here. Is everybody going to be buying Madden NFL 22 when it comes out August 20th early at all? No. Ooh. Try? Yeah, it's not going to happen for me, especially because I don't have a PS5. Me neither. Uh, tape, tape on. Um, no, um, pretty much not. I mean, the way, the way EA has been for the Madden series currently, I mean, like, I- I'm just sorry, like, uh, there, there, there's no way I, I, I want to buy, buy Madden. Not, not the way EA keeps, keeps ruining, ruining the franchise, so, nah. Nah. I'm still buying men, I guess because I'm a simp. I don't know why. Um, but the reason I – here's why I say that. Because now the Madden game is going to be $107 to pre-order people. But don't be surprised because that's that's just EA trying to make a dollar off you with the Ultimate Team bullshit and the three days early um, release and all that Michael shit. But, 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 but my But my thing is, though, like if you guys had a girl – because this is a general question that is asked every – fucking year and then by august we see a woman post on social media how she gave her boyfriend a gift basket full of goodies and a madden video game and shit so i gotta ask you guys here would you ever ask your girl to pay 107 dollars for this video game and would you try to convince her to do it no i wouldn't because one i wouldn't even need to fucking convince it she'll probably just know it like off like the rip like unless she knows you like and she knows you very well and those like if that's the game they like to play, and then they see it happening, and know that the game's coming out. She's going to make it in her midst to actually get it. So you shouldn't have to force anyone to do shit. Trey, what about you? Well, yeah, I'm gonna ask because if like if she feels comfortable ask asking me what I want, or if I feel comfortable telling her what I want, then that means she she gets the same treatment for her birthday. And odds are she's gonna not hesitate to tell me what she wants. So. When it's time for Madden to come out, I have no problem being like, yo, I wouldn't mind getting Madden. So. Facts. Facts. I'm the type of nigga that will ask a woman, convince her, and I will even tell her why I want this game for XYZ. Um, and if she doesn't, then I already have $107 prepared. But I always, you know, have to ask. I always would have to ask my woman first. I would definitely ask her. You know, I would ask her immediately. Could you buy me this video game and then beg? You know, because no offense, no offense. As much as I have the money, I don't want to spend my own money because I'm that type of nigga. <laughs> like I really am. I'm not trying to. I'm not like. And I get where everybody's point is at. But at the same time, though, you know, like she can't be asking me for shit. And thinking I'm gonna get her like this jewelry and shit like that and all that bullshit because no, because no, fuck that because because let me just say this here, ladies, and and I know I'm going like off the rails right now, but here's the thing, ladies, if your man asks you for a hundred and seven dollar video game and he ain't asked you for shit else, or if he just asks you for the band game or the NBA 2K game, you should just do it because you're the fucking woman. You should automatically do it. 
It's an automatic guarantee. It's it's in an unwritten contract when you date. Like if I fuck you, you can buy me this game. And if I ain't fucking you, then you ain't gotta buy me this game. But if I'm fucking you, then you gotta buy me this game because because I'm your nigga and you don't wanna be the only nigga without the game. To me, no. Like to me, I have a, a high standard at this. Because I don't understand how someone will say, well, $107 is too much, but these are the same bitches that be spending $69.99 on some nails. And then another 40 to add some diamonds on the bitch. Same women that spend 150 on their hair being unbelievable and all this bullshit. You know, I don't understand that shit. And then, and then spending 500 on uh, Givenchy and then all these shoes with some pumps on it and shit. And then spending extra money with the damn um, makeup and shit. Like, no offense. Tory Lanez did say this. And I'm going to paraphrase this. No, I'm going par- to paraphrase this bitch for one minute. Like, like what type of drugs you on? Because are you on crack, cocaine, or meth to not be no, able to buy me this video? it's one game? word. Social media, sir. No, no, no. You know what it is? No, you know what it is? It must be the Maybelline because it must be the joke of the summer. Because I'll damn. be damned if, if she can wake up like God wow. and buy me a fucking video game. Fuck that. No, F that. F that. Oh, no, man. The bitch should buy you the video game no matter what. I know I'm going into a Kevin Samuels moment, but this is my thing here. If she loves you, she'll buy you that fucking video game. You shouldn't even have to fucking ask. Fuck that shit, man. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of these ladies saying, oh, I don't want to buy it. It's $107. Like, da, 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 da. like yeah, 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 but you can be popping your neck and rolling your neck and shit when a nigga has an attitude. F that. Nah. I'll tell you this here. No, nah, and same thing with the PS5. I'm going I'm to defend all of my niggas in here. If she don't buy a PS5, she can buy her own fucking engagement ring. Because fuck that. Because fuck that. If I got a thousand on a PS5, she buy her own fucking engagement ring. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm throwing, I'm throwing you bitches under the bus. I'm running y'all over. I'm hitting y'all with a lorry. That's a match truck in England. I'm running y'all bitches over. Because now, because now, F that. Y'all bitches want, like, something from K Jewelers. And y'all want this, maybe it's Maybelline bullshit, but when a nigga asks you for a PS5 and, you know, Madden, it's an issue? Nah, F that. F that. I, I, cause, and to the women that show out this bullshit every year, fuck y'all bitches too. Because you make it for niggas like us that have to get a woman and ask them these questions, and then they get an attitude with us saying, well, why is she doing this for her man? And to the women that don't get a con- and to the women that have a problem with buying NBA 2K, women, look here. Here's, here's how it goes for the women, okay? We'll play Madden in NBA 2K, and then when the holidays come around, we already sick of the game, which means that we love you again. But when we get Madden in NBA 2K, the first two weeks, we, we don't want to be bothered by y'all. We don't want to be bothered by y'all bullshit unless, there's, unless the house is on fire or unless you bring in a beer. No offense. You know? Like, because um, I, I don't get that. I honestly don't because like and, and, then, and because here's saying because here's saying here's what I just say to a woman one time and this is what I just say to a woman one time I'm kind of a football back here man you yo you are going on a tirade right now what the fuck happened let me ask you a question though what if like, your birthday comes first like if your birthday comes first then 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 yeah then you don't have to worry about that like that and like, and like because if her birthday comes first then then yeah you should definitely spoil her and shit. But then you, this up. is what you do. Th- but this is what you do, though, Trey. Remember, you can bring up the receipt on your credit card or your debit card, or whatever, and say, "Say, remember when I spent five sixty nine on you on uh, June twenty first? 
or June 4th? Yo. Remember when I spent that money on you and, and you didn't do the same for me? That's, Yo, that's, see, that's, this that's, sounds that's, like this was some personal shit, bro. This sounds like you've been through this type of shit, have you? Definitely, definitely. In fact, I go through this shit. Oh, believe that's it or not, the, I go through this the problem. Every year. Yeah. <laughs> we have every year. Every year? Okay. Every year? Okay, here's my thing, though. Oh, yeah, because here's what happens. Because this is my number one question I always ask a woman. Sure. If I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm in love with you, if I'm really in love with you, and I'm talking about you, I'm trying to make you my wife one day. If you live with me and shit, okay, cool. But if I do this shit for you, then there ain't no reason why you can't buy me an NBA 2K or a man. In fact, I don't even see why you can't go half on me with a PS5. Now, I will say this here though, and I will defend women on this here. She shouldn't have to buy the whole PS5. You should at least have 500 ready in case it's a thousand. That's fair. Same thing with the Xbox. If you got 500 and she got 500 saved, then yeah, y'all should be buying half of it. And then when y'all break up, you hide the receipt, and then you hide the PlayStation and shit. So that way you don't get your shit stolen. That's easy shit right there. Wow. World. Hell no. You got oh, 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 You thought I was worse. And all this extra shit. And then this is what I don't understand here from the ladies, okay? Because it, oh, no, and this is a good point. And this is a good point, okay? This thing here. There was um I remember in 2019. Remember when NBA 2K was like really, really hot. Like in the yeah. summer, because everybody was like talking about, well, man, I need my girl to pre-order this, you know, and shit for me. You know, I remember I saw this funny shit on Instagram. There was this one post that said NBA 2K is 119 after tax. Like, and then she texted her boyfriend and said, babe, they ran out of the NBA 2K. That's some fucked up shit right there. Now, I did see another one that made me laugh. And, and, I, and I said and I said this, I said this, I said, and the guy said, the guy said, if you buy me NBA 2K, I will tattoo your name on my my player and i said that's what i'm gonna say right there that's what i'm gonna say right there because ladies if you buy me and be okay i'll put my y'all put your name on the my player tattoo because that's that's more than fair that's more than fair you know if you buy me the game then yeah i'll put it on the my player so that way that way i'm walking around the my player court and shit hey Every, hey, everybody hey one more question too is she buy you um vcs too she doesn't have to buy the VC. I think the guy should oh, oh, buy oh, that. Oh, the guy I'm should have to buy okay, that. Then, then, I'm be, and then I'll be like, the very moment when she buys that, yeah, you better impregnate her ass. Because <laughs> she's going to be expecting yeah, Exactly. Oh, 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 trust me, I'm going to deliver twins. I'm going to be like Zion up in the paint. I'm going to be Zion up in that paint. No, no, I'm going to be like Thanos taking that damn thing from Vision. I'm going to be like Thanos taking that damn um stone and taking it from vision hell no man that's how you no but let me just say this here the lace you should not have to go all the way on the ps5 but you should at least go halfway on the ps5 if he asks you for madden or nba 2k you should say yes because because trust me i tell you he gonna unless it's christmas unless it's christmas don't wait till christmas hell no don't wait till christmas no that means a guarantee ain't nothing wrong with them because let me tell you this here because let me tell you this here they can do all this hot girl summer and shit but when a nigga asks for a fucking video game, we got a problem. And let me tell you this here. Drinks in the club already be $12. So add $12 times four. Because you know because you know she's drinking that bourbon. You know she's drinking that 1800 tequila. You know she's drinking that, um what what is it, the mint juleps and all that bullshit. So, nah, uh-uh, F that. If the bitch can go to the club 
tonight, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday, and she can't buy you a $107 game, get a new bitch. That's the ruling right there. And that's the word of the keeping it 200. There we go. I would say Judge Joe Brown, but then I might get sued. Anyways, um, moving on, though, back to some NBA news, though. We moving, we moving wow. on. We moving on. Whoa. We moving on. Fuck them bitches. I'm hot, now. yo. That shit had me on fire. What the fuck, bro? I, I know. I, I know. I know. I, I always love scaring Trey. I think I scared the no, Trey. No. This sound, no, to me, this sounded personal. This sounded like some shit that you've been through. You had your bad. You had a manifesting in yourself, and then you had the perfect opportunity just to strike it, and boom, we just got all got hit with it. I, I just do this. No, it happens every year because here's what I and this is, and I'm actually gonna be serious though. This is your broken I, I know I was being I know this, this was your broken safety, yo. This was a broken, yo. This was a broken safety of the nice ass not knowing me a gun. Well, this well, this is the thing here that I don't like. I just don't like whenever like every year like because usually around my birthday I do get depressed and stuff because because I've never had like a good birthday and shit like that. I really never have. And I always get upset around this time because this is the time where all these women be trying to do all this shit for their boyfriends and shit. And the shit's very annoying. It just is because because it just is. When you go on Twitter, you ain't trying to see, like, this other nigga get, like, all this good shit and all that, man. Because you want to be that nigga. And I understand that. And, and there's a lot of guys that go through that shit as well. But, 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 I, but the thing is, though, I've always wanted to say that in case women, you know, all who are good to their boyfriends but just don't want to spend money on them. You know, you should definitely spend like the game. You should buy the game no matter what. You should just buy these two games no matter what. So that's crazy. You know, so that's like telling. So that's like a chick telling you, "Oh, you spend too much money on this, but yet this actually helps me stay my ass off the streets and be actually in the crib with you, spending that quality time as you wanted." Now, if you didn't have this shit here, I probably would have never been around you. Then you would have had a fucking problem. So, doing me this favor. Helps me, keeps me safe, and don't you want me safe? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, you make you, you make good points. You make good points, and, and and that's one thing. And that's one thing I am way better at because literally four years ago I would have been saying f you, f you, f you to everybody's opinion except my own. But as maturity grows and as adulthood grows, you grow. So I definitely am like always looking at the two sides of the coin. And if there are women that want to fire back at me, I'm more than willing to take all the heat because I love it. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna like diss women hard like Jim Cornette be doing with Brandy Rose and Jessica oh, Carr and shit. Aubrey Edwards. Webby <laughs> Hardy. I will say this here though, I do like to I do like to always hear two sides of the argument. I always do like to hear that. Because, because there are women that do have good points and stuff too, and and, and trust me, man. I tell you, if you're a guy, but, and bro, this was comes personal, from- bro. That felt, I felt that because if for me, for men that actually do kind of feel like that, that I can't say there's some insecurity problems, but I just really think that you just want to feel love too. You know what I mean? It's like we all want to have that fifty-fifty split thing, but because of society, it's like the men supposed to be the king. I mean, it's supposed to be the breadwinner, the provider, the one that's going to be able to build this house for his woman, and all the woman does is this thing over here. It shouldn't be like that. I think different relationships have just different looks and standards and origins and shit like that. You just pay attention to yours. Don't worry about what other motherfuckers is doing and they shit for the cameras, because after that camera... And uh, after that red light is off, we don't know what the fuck that holiday really feel behind closed fucking doors like that. 
Only worry about shit. That's true. But I do have to ask you guys this here, this question here, and I'm and I'm gonna go through everybody. Let's say your girlfriend is a waitress, all right, at a nice restaurant, okay? And of course, nice restaurant waitresses. Yeah, yeah, and we all know she ain't working like the TJ Fridays or ninety nine. It's like it's like a TJ Fridays with drinks. Let's just say that. And and we all know waitresses make very little money per hour, but we all know they make a lot of money in tipping more than men. Not trying to shit on men, but no offense, y'all ain't got double D titties, so that's why you ain't never gonna get more money than the women. Um, anyway, so but shout out to the men that are waiters, so shout out to y'all because because we ain't forgot about y'all. But I'm asking y'all this here: your woman's a waitress, okay, at a nice bar restaurant like that, okay? And let's just say she's getting good tips every night. And, you know, say she made a hundred some dollars, you know, one night and makes another some hundred dollars the next two, three nights. Can't she just buy y'all the video game and not have to worry about making the money back? Because she's going to make it back anyway. Correct? Depends on who you ask. That's a that's a risky, risky type of move. I'm sorry, man. Like, even if he – I mean, listen – I can't. Oh, damn it. So, for instance, my so me me and my girl, we both work, right? I'm not expecting her to really be doing certain shit, consuming certain shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't ask for much and shit like that. So, for instance, mm-hmm. she'll, so if that she comes to see me, she'll go food shopping before she comes in. Why? Because I normally eat the similar thing. I normally eat the similar shit every day. Why? I'm going to be by myself anyway. So, anytime when she comes by, it's always a loaded up refrigerator. So, I can't control that, but I can tell her my bank I appreciate it, but kind of dump it down. I'm kind of dumb it down a little bit just to help your pocket. And then, more importantly, I don't want to have a shit full of bread. But I just think if there's different levels to it, especially when it comes to stuff that's like $500 and $1,000 type shit, and that's like money don't grow on a tree type shit, people do work for it unless you do some other shit. You know, I don't want to say those words. But I, I mean... I wouldn't want to put my woman through all that. Now she knows like, she's been around me long enough to know some of the key favorite things that like I do like, and then you know some special occasion comes around, and then she just go out of her way to do it, and then I be looking at her like, babe, I can't accept this because how are you gonna be able to do this? And she already pre-planned this whole entire thing. I'm gonna go nuts, but she just do it just out of just spite and just say like, yo, like, and this is what people, I guess, and one of our aunts told me this thing earlier too. So like some of my family members like they just like do hella high water. It's like it's like fuck it. Like I mean like we gotta spend it. And other people they just look conservatively that'll be like, I want to, but I can't do it right now. So I would say in my in my case, my girl would just be like just if I guy, I got you. But if she doesn't, I'm not holding her well to it. And that shouldn't be and that that, that shouldn't happen like that. For any relationship. Tavon, your girl works at a nice bar slash restaurant. She makes good tips every night. Is it a problem to buy the hundred dollar Madden or NBA two K game because she, because she does have it? What what would, what would you would you want her to buy you the game and stuff? You know, if you asked and she said no, and you know she's making good money nightly or what? I probably ask her once. I mean. If she buys it, uh, then that means that she could 
pretty much get the tips back, I suppose. Exactly, that's the whole point, yeah. But Trey, what about you? Yeah, I'll probably be sarcastic about it. So I'm going to ask, and she says she's not getting it. I'm going to be like, oh, so you're really not going to get me the game? Facts. And we probably, we'll probably leave it at that. Facts. If I have to buy it myself, there's no telling how I'm going to feel about it. But, I mean, it's not a big deal to buy myself. It depends on how the rest of, like, the relationship's going. Is it, like, kind of petty, like, tit for tat? Like, you buy me this, I buy you that. And if you don't, then I'll remember that when it's when it's time to get you something else. Like, if it's like that, then you don't want that type of type of relationship. I will say this here, though. If I date a girl like that, which I'll probably be married to one, probably knowing me. But if I am married to one like that, here's what I'm going to say. If she says no, I'm going to do what Trace said, okay? Because I'm going to have my money ready. I'm automatically going to have my money ready. I've, I've always – I've known for a very long time with people, always have money ready in case they say no. And if they actually say yes, you shut the fuck up and you keep your money. But here's what I do. Here's what I will say, though. She don't buy it from me, and I know she's making good money every night, taking the backs out of those earrings. Let's yeah. see how you feel when you lose those earrings of yours. Makeup, flushing it down the toilet. And I'm taking the back of the headboard, too. So there you go. Kevin Hart taught me that shit at Laugh at My Pain, I believe um, it was on Netflix. It was on there. Take, yeah, take away the though. makeup bag. You take away the face. Facts. Facts. But anyway, so back to some more NBA news. It's definitely the talk of the town because, let's be honest, this guy had zero field goal attempts in all four games of the last four games of the fourth quarter. Um, ben Simmons, he's the guy that we're talking about. And, you know, you know, remember, I believe the first Prince of Bel-Air quote was, you know, I got into one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air, except we all know um, Ben Simmons ain't going to Bel-Air. So the big question is, where is Ben Simmons going to go? If Because according to the ringer, a lot of NBA GMs are interested in Ben Simmons and believe the right – trade would be something for a CJ McCollum Ben Simmons. So basically another all-star for another all-star in essentially. But if I were you guys, would you trade Ben Simmons to any of these top four teams that were interested in the NBA draft? The top four teams are the Detroit Pistons, the Houston Rockets, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Orlando Magic, I believe. So yeah. Would you would you be interested in trading Simmons if they offered you something good for it? Yeah, I traded him yesterday. Ooh. I don't think any of those teams would give up a top four pick for Ben Simmons at this point. Nope. I don't know about <laughs> Detroit. Detroit Detroit might, though. Detroit might. For Cade? Hell no, man. Hell no. I'm, I'm going to knock Troy Weaver upside his head if he does that. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking the pick. <laughs> right, you're tripping, bro. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> well, I, I, like, well, I, will... I like the CJ proposal, though. Um, I think that's probably the most obtainable player. Um, but do you, you know, really? Ben Simmons is an All Star, so they're gonna, you know, they're gonna flaunt that the fact that he's been an All Star before. Um, CJ hasn't, but offensively, he's definitely the better player and the better fit with the Sixers. Um, I think if you can get CJ and like 
can get Robert Covington back in Philly, that's something that you have to like think about. Ben Simmons has four years, $147 million left on the current contract that he is owed from Philadelphia. It's hard for me to say where Ben Simmons is going to go because, I mean, yes, he does need to leave Philadelphia, but I don't even know if Portland would want to absorb a contract of that nature and everything like that because it's very, very tough, you know, right now. You know, I understand the the Portland would make the the most fitting sense, but also if you're Damian Lillard, you would be pissed off if you lost a guy that's a scorer to a guy that's not going to be a scorer, you know, and, and, um, I don't know where I would see Ben Simmons go. I really don't. Um, you know, I just feel like, I feel like the Orlando magic would be the team that actually could have the most to offer right now. They have five and eight and they would be able to absorb that salary cap. And, um, you know, they, and, or, and, you know, it's not like, Orlando has never taken anything from Philadelphia because let's be honest, Philadelphia and Orlando are always very great trade partners. Look at the Nikola Vucevic from Philadelphia to Orlando. Uh, don't forget Markel Folks left um, Philadelphia to go to Orlando. Uh, Tobias Harris, uh, Orlando to Philadelphia. Yeah, it just seems like to me Philadelphia would be the. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah. same thing too. Like I was, uh, I can see Ben Simmons going out to Orlando. For some weird reason, think, yeah. those trade partners in the previous history that like, they have, but do I really want to see them trying to rebuild around Ben Simmons? No, they need to just hit the full reset, rebuild button, and just use him as a catalyst to try to say, okay, we got Ben here. Now, what can he attract that may go well around and we can try to develop something for the next few seasons? I just don't want them to try to brush it through and just go shoving all poker chips and all in on Simmons. That's a stupid move. Ben Simmons, though, is going to be training this offseason in order to make his shooting mechanics go from left to right. Oh, please. Um, the I only way that he's training is when he's playing college. Well, Kobe Bryant said two years ago, all Ben Simmons needs is a jumper. And Ben Simmons responded back that same week saying, I'm fine with the jump shot I have right now. So very disrespectful words from Ben Simmons um, because Kobe was right. And Kobe even praised Ben Simmons saying Ben Simmons does everything right on the court. He's just going to look back in his career and be like, I wish I had a jumper. And Kobe Bryant has even blamed AAU and others in high school in the college level for not teaching NBA for not teaching the NBA players how to shoot better. And Kobe was a big proponent of that before he um, tragically passed away in January of 2020. Um, but Kobe again was a guy that wanted to make sure AAU and more were getting the proper training and the proper physical training that they need to be able to have the shooting mechanics because Kobe has seen the likes of MG, um, um, Michael Kidd Gilchrist don't forget Joe Kim Noah. Remember, he's fought Sean Marion in playoffs, and we all know Sean Marion had the craziest jumper ever, just a fast release, you know, and and you have to agree with Kobe because a lot of now players now, they come out of college and shit, and they don't have the jumper. Lonzo Ball has had to tweak his jumper. LaMelo Ball, his jumper is way better than what it used to be because I've, I've studied nothing but LaMelo, and I've seen nothing but LaMelo 
and if you don't know, just watch Ball in the Family and just look at how shooting got better. And and that is true. Um, I do have to ask you guys this here. Trey, we'll start with you. Do you think that we will have a system in place where AAU, college and high school, are able to better develop players into better jump shooters and at least give them the shooting mechanics they need to get better? He's probably in the bad watching the game, so I'm gonna fill in for him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over his time. Um, yeah, I actually have to agree with you on that. That's travesty. Um, that you know the high school and AAUs and some other divisionals doesn't really you know how really prepare and train these players when they go into the NBA. And you see situations like that kind of coming to play for Ben Simmons. We don't want to call call, call him a big a big flop because he's really not a big flop. So. Yeah, I'm I'm staggered by that. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of surprised by that because normally these you know, these guys that go to college they you know, they are trained for their special skill set. So when they go into the NBA, they should know what the hell that they're gonna be drafted by certain teams for, as always. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I'm kind of shocked by. That. I mean, I buy that a little bit, just in general, and you know what players go through and when they're coming up through the AAU system and the things that they learn. But when it comes to Ben Simmons, his shot's just not there. Like, I'm pretty sure if I played AAU and I was on the path to becoming an NBA player, you know, my shot would be nowhere near as broke as Ben Simmons. So it's just a matter of not having it. He doesn't have a good jump shot. He hasn't taught himself how to how to shoot. He obviously doesn't know what feels more comfortable to him or what looks better. Um, And it's just been too many years to keep having this excuse year after year. Um, You know, Brett Brown was a scapegoat for a few years. Injuries were a scapegoat for a few years. And now that all of that um, is out the window, even though Joel wasn't 100%, we'll say he was at like 80, 85. Um you know, it's just another excuse, another offseason of excuses for the Sixers. And I'm tired of hearing the excuses. They need to trade Ben Simmons. Um, coming into this year, there was the whole, well, there was a whole Brett Brown excuse. You know, oh, Brett Brown, you know, is not the coach. So that gave, you know, everybody pause on whether Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were a fit. So it's like, okay, we need a, another year to figure out that they're not a fit. And now that they have figured that out, uh, I don't think he should be on the team past this offseason. If he is, it's because um, they'd probably get lowballed and they don't get an offer that they want, so they feel the need to stretch it to the deadline. But I think that he should be gone uh, before the offseason's over. I agree, but I just don't know if the right team is going to take up that salary. That's the only big issue that I have. Um, and, 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 and I've said Orlando, but I don't know if anybody else is really willing to take up that kind of money. Even Orlando might not feel comfortable. Tavon, what about you um, about the shooting mechanics and everything? Do you think that we'll ever have a system in place for this? Sure. For the people who don't necessarily have those mechanics, I mean, it, it, it might work out for them. I will say this here, though. When it comes to shooting mechanics in Philadelphia, there's an issue there. And I don't know if the development's bad or not because, 
Look what they did to poor Mark Hill, folks. They drained his shoulder, which I don't know if that's even safe to fucking do. Um, the poor motherfucker was so fucking afraid to take free throws. Um, and then would even dribble the ball on one side of his hand, then throw it up and airball it. And mm. then had to even get a thing put on his head, like virtual shit, like you're playing a virtual game or something, and practice shooting shots. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing in Philadelphia, but whoever is the develop the player developmental, he needs to be fired. They need to buy something. They need to buy a legit player development guy that knows how to teach people to shoot. Buy something. Because you're the NBA, you should have all this kind of money. You should know someone right off the top of your head. Because because this is not this is way before Ben Simmons. This was Markel Folks that we're talking about now. And Markel has gotten better as a shooter in Orlando. Of course, he had a torn ACL injury, which is why he did not play this year. But his shooting was way better, and he looked a little bit more confident. And Ben Simmons, remember in the Las Vegas um, summer league back in 2017 against Lonzo Ball. He actually had a jumper. He wasn't afraid to take these shots. And now it's just like, man, this is a Ben Simmons just being a pussy now. You know, it's it's very it's it, to me. I don't know what it is, but I think it does have to go to player development. It has to go to whoever's in charge of that department because you you're literally the NBA. It's literally like WWE with training wrestlers how to be wrestlers, and then they don't know how to be wrestlers. And then when they go to AEW and all these other places, they get better as a wrestler. And it just feels like to me, you know. Certain NBA teams you get better with, and certain NBA teams you get worse with for some reason. Look at Giannis. Giannis had a cool jumper in Milwaukee his first two seasons, and then he lost it. And now Giannis's jumper looks disgusting to look at, you know? So, anyway, so let's look at the NBA mock draft. Tavon and I went through the top 14 prospects yesterday from Kate Cunningham all the way down to Corey Kispit and James Booknight. So, we're going to go through the mock draft simulator. We're going to start with Blackheart first. Blackheart, the number one pick. Is it Kay Cunningham, or are you trading this pick? The first pick this year. Come on. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Trey. Oh, unless he's watching the game right now. Um, no, I would keep it. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, Detroit got the first pick. Um, yeah, I stick with it. I stick with it because they can use it as a chipping bargain and try to trade with somebody else. So so you so you say Kay Cunningham will be the number one to Detroit Blackheart? Yes. Trey, the number two pick, the Houston Rockets could go either or. They could go ahead and go get themselves a Jalen Green from the G League or Jalen Suggs um, and get ready to trade John Wall and Eric Gordon. Or they could go Evan Mobley and try to go big and maybe look to trade Christian Wood. If you're Houston, what do you want to do? Do you do you get Evan Mobley or would you like to get Suggs or Green? So Evan Mobley's interesting because you could trade Christian Wood, like you said. Um, and you know, a team like the Warriors to me stand out for a Christian Wood trade. They have, I think, two picks, like pick seven, pick fourteen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what you could get for Christian Wood, but <clears throat> you probably could get something good for him. Um, but if I'm just picking between the two players, um, it's either Mobley or it's Jalen Green. I really think Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. would be 
uh, perfect for the Rockets. How about this here for pick three, the Cleveland Cavaliers? I've said that they need to get Evan Mobley. Here's why I say this here for a lot of reasons. Kevin Love does not want to be in Cleveland. He keeps telling GM Kobe Ottman, and Kobe Ottman always laughs at him every trade deadline. Except this year, I think Kobe Ottman actually might be able to get rid of Kevin Love and grant Kevin Love's wish. However, let's look past the Kevin Love incident. They traded JaVale McGee. Jared Allen is a free agent coming up. Larry Nance Jr. is their only big guy that they got right now on that roster. I say go get Evan Mobley and get ready to start up a center and such in case you can't bring back Jared Allen. So for the fourth pick, the Toronto Raptors, is it a clear cut decision? It's going to be Jalen Suggs, Blackheart, or do you think, no, no, it shouldn't be Suggs? Hmm. I don't think so. I think it's going to be Suggs. I think he's going to. I think he's going to go to a team that no one's going to expect. That's the funny thing about these lottery drafts. Somehow, whenever they're on the clock, somehow they'd be like, oh, wait, breaking news, we just got an announcement. Some shit flies off. So I'm thinking one of those is going to be the surprise factors when it comes to this. Wow. Trey, what about you? Trey, what about you? Do you see Jalen Suggs going to Toronto? Yeah. I think they would take him if they're going to lose Lowry. Um, even though I think they probably, if they had to choose, they would prefer Jalen Green. But if he's already off the board, then you got to go with Jalen Suggs. Um, <clears throat> Jalen Green's just taller. He's six six. Jalen Suggs, I believe, is like, is he 6'4 or is he 6'2? He's one of those. Uh, uh, Jalen Green is 6'4. Suggs is 6'2. I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Jalen's six six. He's oh yeah, yeah. Jalen Green six six. Jalen Suggs is six four. My bad. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I mean, if you're replacing Lowry with um, with Suggs, I guess that's okay. Um, even though Fred Van Vliet is kind of undersized, uh, but you got to go for the best available. If you think that's Suggs, you got to go with Suggs. How about this here for the fifth pick? The Orlando Magic will have. Trey, is it Jonathan Kaminga, Scotty Barnes, or Kenyon Johnson that you like? If you had to pick. I think I'm going to go with Kuminga. Kuminga, wow. The sixth pick will be made by the Oklahoma City Thunder. To me, the Thunder, they've got Shea Gillis-Alexander, so they don't need a guard. Um, But they do need a point guard. And he is 24 years old, but I think David Mitchell – does work out for OKC. I, I, I just believe that. The seventh pick will be made by the Golden State Warriors. Blackheart, Scotty Barnes, Kenyon Johnson, Jalen Johnson, France Wagner, Josh Giddy, Isaiah Jackson, Corey Kispit, James Boknight. Who are you looking at to get the seventh pick? Or are you trying to trade this pick? Mm. I think Kenyon would probably be that pick. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I might be talking crazy. Maybe I got to research a few more names on this list, so I can't really get any more determination. So I just want to sit back like a fan, and I'm going to figure it out all for myself. To me, I think the seventh pick, I just feel like they're going to go Jalen Johnson because the seventh pick in the NBA draft is always bad for some reason. And Jalen Johnson, to me, has proven 
you know, no offense. I, I, I shit on Jalen Johnson, but I have a reason to shit on Jalen Johnson because he gave up on Duke and you get, and you gave up on the fucking team during the fucking pandemic. So I, I don't give a fuck for Jalen Johnson. And that's really hard for me to say because I'm a huge Duke supporter. I really am. But I don't respect a coward. Um, so yeah, fuck Jalen Johnson. You can go to the Warriors and be a fucking garbage guy for all I give a shit at this point. The eight pick, the Orlando Magic. Uh, if you're if you're the if you're the Magic trade, do you want to trade Scotty Barnes or do you want to get Scotty Barnes or do you want to get Kenyon Johnson or Warner or do you want to trade this? Hmm. Well, it's their second pick. And they've already taken Kuminga, so I don't think they'd want to take Scotty Barnes unless they're trading the pick. Um, maybe they go with Keon Johnson. I agree. Or Moses um, Moody. Exactly, because because one thing about the Magic we have to forget, they're going to get Jonathan Isaac back. They've got Mo Bamba. Um, Markel Folks will be back. So really, the only position they really need is just go get another guard, um, and that would be Johnson. The ninth pick, the Sacramento Kings are on this board. I have a feeling it's going to be Scotty Barnes. I just got this feeling it's going to be Scotty Barnes. Um, but knowing the Kings, they could also be stupid as fuck and just take like a, a James Book Knight or a Josh Giddy because I, I know the Kings. The Kings always fuck up every draft. Like I like like as much as. We defend every narrative in the NBA. We we need to stop defending the goal. We need to stop defending the Kings on their bullshit draft picks because the Kings always fuck up every draft. The only draft they really have had great was De'Aaron Fox and poor De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox gets fucked over. Tyrese Halliburton didn't even get no credit. But Marvin Bagley the third hasn't been nothing successful in Sacramento, and I just feel like the Kings, no matter what they pick. This player is either going to be so terrible that we that we don't talk about him, or he's going to be really good and he's going to be on a shitty team. So that's how I feel about this. Um, so yeah, I just I just feel that way. How about this here though? Uh, the tenth pick is the New Orleans Pelicans. Trey, I think this is pretty much obvious. Corey Kispit, he's the best shooter in this damn draft, and the Pelicans need shooting around Zion. Correct? Yep. I mean, you can't really argue with that. Um, you can't. Eleventh uh, pick. I have the Charlotte Hornets taking Isaiah Jackson. I like him. This guy is perfect for Lamelo Ball to do the pick and roll around, and he would be better than Frags Wagner in this. Because no offense to Wagner, I think Wagner's the most NBA ready because he's young. He got taught by Jawan Howard, but Wagner is not going to be a good fit with Lamelo. I think Isaiah Jackson would be a better fit with Lamelo. I just have that feeling. Um, would you agree or disagree on that? <clears throat> uh, I think I'd go with... If I'm going big, I think I like Kai Jones more. He's got more upside. He's he's younger. Or he's, he's a young player um, from Texas. Yep, the Six Texas 11. sophomores. Yeah, um, 6'10". Yeah, hold on, let me see. Um because I also have my, I also have my draft prospect board up as well. Um, let me see here. Because yep. he's the 17th best prospect, and you know, yeah, like you said, he's six ten. 
You know, he shows really good moveness with his feet. He's got potential to be as he's, good he's, with his feet as Embiid. Um, you know, he's shown glimpses on the offensive end. You know, he shot 38% from three as a sophomore last year. So I mean, I so think it, immediately he reminds me of another guy who came out of Texas, Miles Turner. And hopefully he can be better than Miles Turner. Um, but he's damn near seven foot. Um, you know, Tankathon lists him at 6'11 and a half. If I'm going to take a big, I'd probably take Kai Jones. But if I'm going with a guard, I mean, they've got, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Rozier. He's on the last year of his deal. You've got Lamelo, you've got Gordon Hayward, um, Devontae Graham's restricted free agent, so they could keep him, especially if he gets uh, like low offers. They're going to match that. Um, and then Malik Monk's on the last year of his deal. Maybe they let him walk. I'm not sure. But if they need to draft a guard, I think you go with Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. I'd take Moses Moody. Moses Moody. All right. Yeah, the Arkansas freshman. Um, let me see here. I mean, yeah, I mean the 18th best prospect right there. I mean, excellent length. You know, he's got a seven-one wingspan. Um, he's he's actually 36 percent from three, 81 percent from the free throw line. Um, he's got, you know, he's got, he's a little more three and D style wing though. So I don't know if that would work though, essentially. That's perfect though. A guy that can play the three, the four and the five kind of like defensively. Yeah, but his, yeah, but his defensive intensity comes and goes and he has the tools to be a multi-position defender. But, you know, right now, you know, I, I don't know if this is the guy though. I I like. Offensively, he's he he should be better than Miles Turner because um, you know he had a growth spurt, but he's used to handling the ball. Miles um, Turner is not gonna do anything with the ball. He's not gonna dribble between his legs at the perimeter and and drive inside. Right now, those are things that Ty Jones can do. How about this year, the the twelfth pick? I think this just makes so much obvious sense because this is a this is Greg Popovich, Frags Wagner. I think this is the perfect pick for the San Antonio Spurs if they if they get him at twelve, correct? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they probably could. They could I could see them going with uh, Alfred Sengun, um, the center. Um, I could see them going with Josh Giddy because he's six eight, um, and he's still growing in height. He still is. Right. Josh Giddy is, yeah. Yep, and then, you know, they've already got DeJounte there. Uh, but the fact that Giddy is 6'8", it's like you can fit him um, in a lineup with Keldon Johnson with uh, the other guys there as well. They've got Derek White. Uh, they drafted Devin Vassell. So I guess you could put Giddy in there, but maybe they just go with Kai Jones or, or Alpha Room. They, go, they probably go big. Sangoon, Kai Jones. Um, I think I'd go with. I think I'd go with uh, Sangoon. He's he's more of a Spurs guy. I have for the next pick for the Indiana Pacers being James Bulknight or Kai Jones. That's where I had these guys at thirteen. So I would say Kai Jones comes off the board. 
Me too. I, I just got that feeling for some reason. The 14th to close out our draft lottery mock is the Warriors pick. I mean, you could go James Boknight. You could go Sed Gunn. Or you could go Josh Giddy, Or Moses Moody. Or they could go, you know, a point, backup point guard and Trey Mann or Sharif Cooper. If you're the Warriors, what do you do with this 14th pick? Hmm. So, I mean, Giddy is interesting because Steph, we all know Steph can play shooting guard. Clay can play the three. So, if Giddy is your tall point guard, um, that's interesting. And then James Boatnight can shoot. Um, he really can't. He's underrated. He'd be, he'd be like the third splash brother in a way. Um, so, maybe they go with James Boatnight. I agree. I, I just have that feeling because I, I do understand that the Warriors are going to need to get a backup point guard for Steph if he were to get hurt. But I feel like they're going to get like a backup two guard or a backup point guard in the free agency. I just don't feel they're going to go through the draft. I, that's why I feel they're going to trade their seven to fourteen pick because I just don't see a reason for them to keep it. But they might try. But they might trade. They might get one player. You know and. It's just hard for me. I, I, I say that they get Giddy or Boat Knight, but I wouldn't be shocked if they traded this and wanted to get a free agent that they believe is better. Um, how about this here, though? That will wrap up the mock draft of the 14 picks that we have for the lottery right now. If you guys want to make your own lottery pick, go to fanspo.com. Um, I'll... Um, which cut? I'll send a link to all of you guys um, afterwards. Um, but yeah, just go to that.com. It's literally the best mock draft site known to man, um, and it really and it really is a good one. So and it gives you and it shows you all the best prospects and everything, and gives you their details and everything. So you don't have to worry about that. How about this here though? Now we've gotten into everything NBA wise that we can get into. The Clippers and Phoenix are playing right now. So we're getting ready to get into some more NHL for Blackheart because um, Patrice Bergeron has won an award, the Boston Bruins. Um, congratulations to Blackheart's team. The, um, he wins the Mark Massey Leadership NHL Award. Um, he is the 15th winner of this award. Um, Blackheart, how do you feel about this award? Happy for him. Happy for him. Well, he's a pillar of the I community. I couldn't for anybody from any sports team from Boston that wasn't something that's meaningful. That's great, man. Well, well, he is a heart of this team anyway. So, a very good player. Very good player, and he deserved it. He definitely did. Um, how about this year, though? That's all for the NBA and stuff, though. Trey, we're going to go ahead and let you go. And Blackheart, Tavon, and myself got some wrestling news to get into, including. Do NXT and AEW have enough factions to make everybody happy? But before we go, we're going to give Trey the 200 moment of the night. Trey, we're um, usually I give now a song now at the end of the show because, you know, we do the 200 moment of the night. But, of course, Tavon, Blackheart, and myself are going to get into some wrestling, and I know that you, this will be the time that you usually leave. So um, we're going to give you some music, and we're going to let you have your 200 moment of the night. Is that cool, Trey? Sure. All right.
Alright, so hopefully I can get a PS5 and and hopefully I can get 2K. I doubt it, but well, um, so but hey, great 200 moment of the night, and remember Trey's 200 moment of the night was sponsored by American Express. Remember, if an NBA player in this game tonight gets a triple-double, guess what you get? You get 32% off the NBA store when you use AMEX32 at the checkout for your discount code. So, Trey, um, what you call it? I'm, I'm not kicking you off. If you want to stay, you can, but I, I, but I know but I know. usually you leave whenever we talk about wrestling, and I definitely respect that and everything like that. So so I'm definitely glad that you were able to come in. And, hey, and hey I wanted to ask you this here, too. You know, I would love to get on the Section 5 and talk with you guys about basketball. If you guys are on next time, just send me the link, and I'll definitely come on and talk to you guys. And I ain't going to steal the show or nothing um, because I have my no own doubt. show to steal. Yeah, we, we normally record on Zoom. Um, they haven't really recorded on here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a matter of because it's the off season, so uh, there's plenty to talk about. So I'll, I'll have you on for a show one of these days. I'll hit you up. I, let you know. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Trey, pillar of the community himself, and I will say this here about Blackheart. Blackheart, you got the coolest cousin on the man, man. I'm sorry, man. This dude, I be asking him nothing but basketball questions, and this guy is always – he's always on top, man. He's like this Michael is his specialty, man. This is his specialty. He, That's the point. You know what I'm saying? This is why he has his podcast, and I, you know, and I have mine. I will say I will say this here, man. This man is like Michael Jackson thriller, like that's uh, and that's a compliment. That's a compliment because we all know Michael Jackson's thriller is, you know, honestly one of the best albums on demand. Correct? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm not I'm not going to take and, that compliment, but but thanks. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm about to see. I'm about to watch Devin Booker and the Suns close this game out. So I'll see you guys. See you guys. Bye. Thank you, Trey. Oh. Well, well, now that we've got um, Trey, you know, Trey, thank you for coming on. Now we can get into some wrestling news. Blackheart, me and Tavon, we reviewed NXT last night. I said NXT was a cold second hour because it was nothing but segments left, right, side to side. Um, and I don't know the rest of the R. Kelly song um, of Step in the Name of Love. But anyways, what did you think of the um, NXT show last night or Tuesday night? Um... I felt kind of stagmired a little bit, only because now we're looking at this whole um, carrying across thing. Like he's already going to be going up to the main roster, so now it's just a matter of when. So we already kind of foreshadowed that and how that's going to really play out. One, two, um, oh, the Frankie Monette match. As much as for the world premiere, the encore, I'm like, please get, stop doing this shit already. There's only one world premiere. You you're saying you 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 only do it twice. You can't do it consecutive amount of fucking times. So I kind of got annoyed with it. But the girl that was in the room, I mean the girl that was in the ring world, that got squashed. Whoa, check out her Instagram, please. And if you don't know who the fuck she is, if you don't know who the fuck she is, she was the home record that broke up Lana, excuse me, Miro's wife. 
And Bobby Lashley in that bullshit, that storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and Tavon got into that last night because I was telling Tavon on the Off the Top Rope Facebook podcast that it was like the internet wrestling community's best match of the night because Taya Valkyrie's boobs were going to pop out, as always. But Carista Vera's boobs were about to pop out, too. And she gave you a great Shakira dance. <laughs> Now, now I'm going to read all of Blackheart's um, eight takes from Monday Night Raw. Um, so that way, Blackheart doesn't have to repeat, and I'm not going to make Blackheart repeat. I'm going to read this out loud of what he sent to me. I would. Blackheart, I have so, but okay, fine. You get talk from me. I'll give you consent. No, no, well, no, well, no I, was, I was just making sure so that way you didn't have to, you know, repeat yourself. You know, I'm, I'm a gentleman like that. I, I do. I, I just Hold on sure. for a second. Hold up. Time out. Technical file now. Freeze. I'll read it. Okay, fine. Let me scroll the way the fuck up. Alright. So I gave you the overall pitch of what's going to with the drive, blah, 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 blah. My take on Raw. Clear throat. Garbage. Number one. Kobe Kingston versus Lashley at Money in the Bank is okay. Number two. Now, okay. Now to re-examine the the first one. Yes, Kobe Kingston getting shot. But now we all know he's not going to win because now they're taking out Xavier Woods because he got outside obligations with um, E4 Sports and Esports and outside duties. So he's running on TV for that. So he's going to be by himself. He's going to have a good match, but he's not going to win. So we already know how that's going to win. But I hope and pray that they can build him up so maybe if the rumor is true that Big E does get drafted over to Raw when that whole draft lottery happens in the several weeks to close to September, that when he does come, he can stay in the singles division and Kofi and Kofi and Xavier should just beat the tag team and boom, get the music back together. Yay! Moving on. Number two, the Money in the Bank qualifying matches were okay except for the Randy Orton versus John Morrison match with the bullshit-ass distraction. But somehow, you give me a clean Riddle win against McIntyre? Ew. Disgusting and gross to me. Now, I can't understand what you're trying to do with Riddle and Riddle and Randy Orton story right now. So that so so that's okay. But for McIntyre, who just lost at Hell in the Cell, can't go back at it again. Now he got to go another route to get it. And clearly, what that clearly statement means: What if he didn't win Money in the Bank and then somehow he loses it to Kofi and then Kofi got to get the and then, and then and then Kofi gets hit with a fucking um Claymore and Drew wins the title back. What the hell are you going to be expecting at that pay per view? So I'm going to be shaking my head if that ever does fucking happen. So I'm expecting some bullshit to happen that night. So that already gave me a foreshadow and something that I do not want to have to fucking experience or see. <sighs> Take a quick breather. Number three. What the fuck was WWE doing with Eva Marie and Gano's whatever the other woman is? Why? Within a week, within, within one week, we already see dysfunction with, um, um, between these two. So I already know this was not going to end well. Number four, Alexa Bliss is still obsessed with Jax, Baszler, and Reginald, of course. Yeah, too much to really say about that. I kind of figured that they were going to keep prolonging it to somehow it breaks up everybody within that goddamn group. Um, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of a Freddy Krueger Elm Street type of environment now. I think me looking at Alexa like Freddy Krueger now, now I'm just hypnotizing. What if I actually made you just do this? 
Xavier, uh, Damian saying now, reassuring in my head. So now, Shane is going to just deliver crap out of Reginald. God, I don't know what the fuck happens. It's stupid, it's corny, I don't like it, but this is what the fuck the beast wants are pitiful, folks. So you have to deal with it too. Uh, number five, I laugh my ass off to hear the new superhero theory for Nikki Cross. I.e., it was her idea that Vince is old and Vince is old and naive because of just the way that it looks. Oh, God. I got into a little argument with a with a, with a friend of mine who's an independent wrestler, Ty, Tyree Taylor. Shout him out. He's one third of uh, prolific. Anywho, we got into a little argument about gimmicks and characters about this situation right here and how to have a multi-billion dollar company can can allow this to go on television. But on top of that, there is no backstory to it that makes no goddamn sense within a matter of a fucking week. So I clearly didn't understand the origin of this gimmick. It looked attacky and... I felt like my intel, I, my, my intelligence was assaulted that on uh, that night when I watched it. <sighs> Granted that this was her idea, so I'm a, I don't want to give the pat on the back, but okay, what your idea did was get you more television time, yes, but it's making you look like a fool. I hope I bring that. I, I, I hope I bring that you can savage this to make it hot and make it seem like okay. Just give me a little nostalgia of the Hurricane Bali Hall and Rosie again. Yay! But, do we got to see this shit in 2021? God, I just want to squeeze your old fucking neck over if it's the came man senior. I mean, junior, excuse me. Because senior's dead. <clears throat> Please stop doing this shit. Number six. Didn't think Oscar and Naomi were attacking now. I did not know what my seventh one was. I forgot. And, but I guess my last one should be my seventh one. Seven and last, the main event in Hell in a Cell doesn't work on television compared to, compared to pay-per-view, so I wasn't a fan of the match, but a fan of the story. Yes, of course, what you had to do, as I said earlier in example one, it'll be the right off Xavier's and now Kofi's on his own, now he's gonna have to go to his own actually. And we can see that kind of builds up to the and it can help him out. As well as maybe they try to do something different when Xavier was done with his obligation and is able to come back. And by the time when he is to come back, Big E can come over from the from the draft from SmackDown to Raw. Stop, start picking up for the new day now. Then we started seeing some real shit happen for Big E. Now going after hopefully either between Lashley. McIntyre or Lesnar. I would love to see that. Or, if my theory is kind of correct on this, Karrion Cross. That's all I got to say about Monday Night Raw, folks. Quote me. Oh, well, 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 someone's I will say outside that. my house. Oh, shit. Wait, hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> alright, alright, go ahead. Well, um, while he is gone, Tavon, me and you will discuss the NXT rating. It was the lowest viewership since moving to Tuesdays. They finished with 665,000 viewers. Never mind. They were down four points. They, um, well, Blackheart, um, NXT's viewership on Tuesday was the lowest since moving there. They finished with 665,000 viewers on the USA Network, down 4.3% from last week. It's the lowest number for NXT since March 17th. Um, 
And in the 1849, they drew a 0.17. That's down 10.5% from last week. Um, these numbers here were given by Fa Paul Fontaine of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Um, the NBA's draft lottery did 2.2 million on ESPN at 8:30, and 5.3 million watched the Suns Clippers game two. And year over year, NXT is down 15.4% and down 10.5% 18-49. When they were running on Wednesdays against Dynamite, but with no major sports competition because of COVID at that time. So I've got to ask you this here, though, Blackheart. Was NXT a cold show to where you understood that this rating was going to be bad? Because I knew it was going to be bad. I mean, the second half just had nothing but segments. Uh, yeah. With that, but also the NBA draft. And, of course, the game coming on. That, that didn't I'm pretty sure America knows what the hell that daddy was really going to. So only the real 50 fans were really going to make that number um, least feasible, at least they didn't go down past 500. Uh, if it would ever go down 500k, then they really gotta have some serious thoughts in mind. But, um, thank God we're not there yet. So, I mean, I don't want to see a, a, a show go off the air because, you know, so not a lot of people was really watching it. And certain people nowadays don't just don't respect professional wrestling as a whole. It sells that it's a business. Say we have the NBA, um, Major League Baseball, NHL, God knows what. It's still a fucking sport. People do get hurt in this shit, but we, but they fight for a storyline reason. Yes, I, yes, I understand. But I bet you, not out of ten of y'all can't do half the shit that they could. So give, so you give them respect when the fuck it is due. Um, so when it comes to this, it was just Tuesday. Tuesdays, as of right now, as long as the NBA and the NHL is still. It's still going through. It's still it's swimming right now. We're going to see this. And then imagine when the Tokyo um, Olympics happen. Uh, definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm not even, we're not even ready for that number yet. We're definitely it's not. Exactly. No. So, and, and, really don't, just, and, don't forget, uh, and don't forget Mondays. Football. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be the fucked up one. So that's no matter what, see, yep. this is just because wrestling is a yearly thing. There is no off break. That I bet you, if they were took one series off break, see, okay, we're off for three months, three four months. Then what? We'll, then we come back. I bet you people will really start watching this shit again. I, I I agree. I agree. But NXT to me is just so cold right now. A lot of feuds are just being repeated. It's just, it's just a cold show. It really it's is. A, it's a certain old faces that they don't want to see. They want to see new stars too. It's the same treatment that you do on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And and here's what and um and also reported um on Twitter. I don't know who reported it, um but the WWE draft will be going August 29th, starting on SmackDown. And continuing September third on Raw. Wow! Um, In August. So, yes, August 29th. Um, I'm gonna try and see because it was one of the last tweets I retweeted. So let me see if I can find out who did that real quick. Uh, Insider Sean Sapp. Oh, it was Andrew Zaire. It will be August 30th and September 3rd. That's what he said. He said, I made a total bonehead move and looked at the long month on my calendar. Sorry, guys. Andrew Zaire is the host of Mad Man Podcast on the Wrestling Observer News site and host of What 
the Tech GFQ. What the fuck does that even mean? Um, but yeah, that's what Andrew Zaire said. Um, so we're, I guess, I guess, I guess it will be August 30th then if he's saying it. And, um, he is also the guy that reported that NXT was going to Tuesdays, um, when they were still in that Wednesday night war. So, um, take his credit with a grain of salt or don't take it all. Um, I've got to ask you this here, Tavon and Blackheart. This is a good question here. Brian Alvarez made a good point on Wrestling Observer Radio today. Is there too many factions right now in NXT? I'm going to go through all the factions right now in NXT. You've got the new Diamond Mine with Tyler um, Rust, Roderick Strong, and Hadea Suzuki with Malcolm Bevins. Um, you've got Breezango. You've got Grizzled Young Veterans. You've got Hit Rogue. You've got Everrise. You've got Imperium. You've got Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne. You have MSK. You have um, Champa and Thatcher. Um, you have the Robert Stone brand. Um, you have Tian Shaw, that's Boa, Mi Ying, and Zaya Lee, and The Way. Um, is this a lot of, like, factions for a two-hour show on Tuesdays? The way these storylines are, I can't really say it. My God, I can't. I can't really say. Um, I can't really say that's not a lot. And especially with some of them are not even stables, like Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. That's not a stable. That's more of a damn tag team. So it's MSK. Stables are more likely like three. Like any, like any more than three people, that's a stable. So like hit row, the way shit like that. Yes. Now, okay. Well, can bring him count as a three since they do have Walter or no? Mm, yes, I would say that. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so Walter is the leader anyway. And then when they, and then when, they when they eliminate uh, Alexander Wolf when he got released, there was only the uh, it was only the other two guys, and only walking. And Danny Boyd is not even a stable. They're a tag team. <laughs> and you need tag teams. So, I just think they just camouflage stables with tag teams that any two of these three people within a stable can go in and have a tag team. I think it, it kind of I mean, it, it, it camouflages it. Like, you may think it's too many, but if you really break it down, how many tag teams do you really have when I look at like this here, it is a lot of factions. Um, I will say the big takeaway now is, though, and you can agree with me or disagree with me on this one, Blackheart, the Million Dollar Championship is literally the fourth singles title. And the Cruiserweight Championship is now going to have a better storyline with um, Roderick Strong and um, Kushida because the Diamond Mine is supposed to be like this MMA group. You know, and... Kushida, you know, is going to have great matches, but L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes now just feels like cold as hell now, or at least it's turning that way. Do you agree with that or no? Yes, that should have been done, dealt with, and ended at in your house, and they should have resurrected, and they should have moved off. So I hope and pray they actually do just get whatever one BS match. Just 
I will say this here, though. You know, Tony Storm came out on the Instagram, if you guys do not know, um, as bisexual. And yeah. in the show, Mercedes Martinez was, by William Regal, it was a mixed tag. And I told Tavon last night that this made zero sense because no offense to Jake Atlas, but wouldn't it have been better to just go ahead and have the thousand-year-old woman Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm makes the save and you've already built up a baby face. You know, wouldn't have, that have made sense instead of getting Jake Atlas for a mixed tag? <clears throat> yeah, I guess so. I, I I would have done that because because she was she was trending on social media Tuesday night because of it, and I felt like that would have been pretty good because you know then that way I understand they did Jake Atlas still because of Pride Month and everything, but I would have done Tony Storm because Tony Storm would have been like a baby face. That would have been the perfect way to turn into a baby face. Just kick Zia Lee right in the face, and you don't have to show the thousand year old woman, or she could have kicked Boa right in the face, and she and she still would have been like the she would have been a baby face automatically, and it would have gotten Tony Storm back on TV, and would have helped her out some because Tony Storm is very cold. They just treat her like another woman right now in WWE. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I would have done that. I would have. But she, but got them cheeks, though. I like your woman back. <laughs> yep, that's true. Well, I, I mean, I mean, Tony Storm. I mean, she got, she got a hell of a lot of cake for a white woman. I, I gotta give her credit right there. That's a lot of cake. That's cake, yep. cake, 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 cake. Five hundred million. <laughs> she's got a pound cake. You know. And I'll tell you this here, every time niggas see her, it's an upside down cake, but guess what? You can put a clown nose on them and they would still be and they still wouldn't be clown cakes. Anyways, <laughs> um moving on to AEW. <laughs> Do you think AEW has too many factions? They got Team Taz, they got the Inner Circle, the Pinnacle, the Dark Order, the Nightmare Family, QT Marshall's um the factory, the Super Elite, the Hardy Family Office, the best friends. Um, the wingmen who, you know, always want to, you know, groom someone's hair. Death Triangle, Jurassic <laughs> Express. Do you feel AEW has too many factions as well? Now that's too many. Now that's more than what the other you were just talking about NXT. I feel like both these shows got to, like, calm yeah, down sure. factions. Both these shows well, got to calm down again, factions. Well, then again, looking at AEW. Well, wait, wait, wait. But then again, looking at AEW, looking at all the shows now that like they have, you're gonna probably look at either. So if anything, so there's probably a reason to that. But NXT, however, that's a whole different ballgame. That's something else. Because you are R for two hours, except for when you do like the NXT, I mean, the takeover pay per views that actually actually happens the weekend or whatever the show that it is. The lady is all been TV special, so you don't really get that that feeling. You know what I'm saying? But you only get two mates, so you only split them up anyway. Yeah. Um, I will be asking you guys this year, this year. When, uh, of course, our next episode will be Saturday night, not Friday. Um, um, and, and I do got to ask you guys this year, this question here. Um... You know, about the Game 3, the Suns-Clippers um, game that's going on right now, are we going to review the Game 3 Saturday night? Or, like, 
do you think I should just come back and do like a quick podcast for Friday about it? Because because I just have this feeling Saturday we're not going to get into it because Saturday it'll be game four. Uh, if we do, no, we have to do one tomorrow. Then. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do one yeah. and just kind of keep up for Saturday then. Yeah, well, well, I'll, well, you know, I'll probably just do a solo show tomorrow on the Phoenix Clipper game. So that'll probably or, be best, so that way you and Tavon can get the day off. Nah, I don't know. Or depending on what time the um, game two starts and whatever that ends, you can just do everything afterwards and do both games. Yeah, but that yeah, because hold on, let me see what game it, what time it'll be on. Because it'll be game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, so it should be tomorrow. Well, what's happening? Yeah, it's at eight forty, so it'll probably be ending right around after eleven ish, probably. But oh. and, and 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 we could get into SmackDown too if you want. It, if, if, but but then again, but then again, we can actually just do SmackDown Saturday. So fuck that. But what I just said, we can do SmackDown Saturday after Dynamite. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could just go through both games tomorrow night afterwards, you know, and Tavon, if you want to come, you're more than welcome to, you know, um, sure. we could just, yeah, I, I mean, if that's okay with you, Blackheart. All right, yeah. All right, and, and Saturday, I will mention after we do the SmackDown and AEW reviews, Blackheart and myself, we're going 20, 20, no vision versus Blackheart, we're going to get into the hip-hop. You get your 20 songs ready to go for Saturday night, and I'm going to get my 20 songs ready to go for Saturday night, and we're going to see which one has the more culture, because Tavon Jameson, you're the moderator for this. So, sorry, Tavon, <laughs> but, you don't put, but you got put in the bad spot. So. And, and, and here's what happened here. Blackheart, you asked me. That you well, you told me that once that you told me One Tree Hill wasn't cultural, and you told me High School Musical wasn't culture. So here's what I've gotten from comments: I did not have anybody defend High School Musical, so you did win that one. However, a bunch of people defended me on One Tree Hill. They said they would fight you to the death for that. Okay. So, yeah. So so they literally said that. Now, I'm tell them. I will. I will. I so here's from send to all in the email. Take a number, take this badge, shove it up your ass, suck my cock. You know oh. what's happening. First prison belly over everything. How about that? Okay, okay. Here's okay, but here's what they told me. They told me One Tree Hill is cultural. How? High School Musical because because here's White the culture, reason why. Most but of the people. No, because here's why. Here's why. Because it was made in North Carolina. And a lot of people from North Carolina listen to this podcast. No offense. They watched One Tree Hill. Now, Dawson's Creek, they didn't watch, and neither did I. But we did watch One Tree Hill. We remember watching that show. See, this sounds like and a regional also, and, thing. And, and they said Reba. Now, I did this sounds like a regional thing. North Carolina. Now, now, I did get people from more than North Carolina saying Reba was better than 7th Heaven. They did like Reba better. And some people still watch Reba because it's on the CMT Country Music Channel um, thing. And it's also on Freeform. So that's why a lot of people did defend Reba. So um, You only got one black guy in the crew. Whoa. 
Ah, uh, come on, come on, man. We're, we're really gonna go there with one tree. I sound ready as fuck already. <laughs> okay. Look, 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 I got, okay. Look, I got, to your pitiful fans. I got a show that actually beat the living crap out of this. And that, and it's called Leaking Heights. Boom. Quote me. No. Okay? Thank you. Now you can go to ABC huh. Family Channel. Just to, so just in case that y'all don't remember. I, mm-hmm. I had people tell me, I had people tell me Degrassi is something that they all watched as teenagers on Friday night. Yeah, see, now that was cultural, okay? Because it, it is. I mean, it it is. That, it that Generation Z, that decade of television. And that's how you got Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Trent. Exactly. But here's the thing, that One Tree Hill, though, is cultural. One Tree Hill can get you with so, to, it. can get you white with it. Yeah, exactly. And that's your demographic right there. That's not my demographic of what I was uh, watching. Uh, so, uh, that technically tells me that your audience is white, whoever the fuck gave you those fucking comments. And y'all can come find me too on Twitter as well. Y'all you want know, to you know, you, you know, you know, a lot of these people, you know, a lot of these people I know are like my family, black heart. You know, they're not gonna be like happy with you saying like, "Oh, you gonna suck my dick and shit, man." Then I, you know, they're gonna like, like, like people well, and okay, well, from this. <laughs> okay, well, let me clarify this. Anyone that isn't family, that that I mean, that's not coming to you. Let me dumb it down for the family members real quick. You stand no chance against it. So just fall down, bow down, and just give me my crown. Okay, oh, I'm waiting to chief you, Kim. I am the tribal chief. Acknowledge me. Move on. Now to the peasant. Oh my god. Oh now my to the god. Of your, <laughs> now to the peasants of the outsiders that's not family. I'm still stand on my. Uh, I'm still go on my stance. Suck my dick. Anyway. All right. Moving on. All right. <laughs> and, 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 and and I also had like five or six people tell me this year. Now there were a lot of people that did defend me and did like send me like the top five best Nelly songs that they felt. But there were five or six people that did agree with me and said they would not play Nelly in a car. So, I don't know, that, yeah, I don't sure. know how that makes you feel. <laughs> I don't know how that makes you feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... Look, 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 at, look, at, look at. They said They said the only Nelly song that they would play would be Hot in Here or Deliver. They said they would not play... Any like Nelly songs like that? I did have a lot of people to defend Nelly though, but I have people just agree with me on. You, I, I did what? You want to throw your girls out too? Y'all stupid. Y'all really so stupid, motherfuckers that really do not know music, bro. He even had this songs that was still hot and people still pump them shits. We talking about? <laughs> well, well, I will, I will say oh this. Oh my god! This, you know, there, there were people. There were people. <laughs> That oh, did not you saw oh, oh, rappers pension. <laughs> no, well, well, here's well, here's who they had in their top five for rappers. They put Tupac and Biggie as their top five rappers, but they did not put Nas there. I'm gonna pour my I about, water. I, I, I had about twenty people give me their top five rappers, and in their top five, Nas was not in any of them. I had 20 people give me their top five rappers. They told me Nas is not in any of them, but Tupac and Biggie were in everybody's. Drake was not in their top five, neither. J. Cole was in three top fives, and Chris Brown was not in any. So, But they did have Tupac and Biggie as theirs. One had Eminem in their top five, so I automatically deleted their email, and I did not know who they were. Um, but if, if whoever put Eminem in their top five, you don't know rap. You just don't. You, you, you're, you're a 2005 baby. 
Don't wow. don't, don't come back to our show no more. Don't. Well, I don't. I don't want. No. You. I just don't. That's two thousand five, BB. I'm, 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 I'm gonna say like when he came out, I was nine years old when that first album came out. I know. So I know. I was just like every other black person looking at a white guy that rapped the way that the fuck that he did. That was phenomenal. So no, from I'm a different perspective, you can't actually technically say that because a lot of white guys will actually defend that. I'm not a fan of Eminem music. I like I like two of his songs. That's it. I can oh, honestly say I like two of his songs. You missed out on I can't even listen to Eminem music. I think that they, that they, not, they, maybe four good albums, three of them were trash, one of them was suspect. I'm not listening to no that, white you know, That's from an Eminem fan here, so I know. I'm not listening to no Eminem. I'm not. I'm sorry. To, well, to, anybody, to anybody that... Well, has, as long as you were stuck in the car with me, then, I'll, I'll purposely put Eminem for you, too. Like, say, just oh, this fuck you. <laughs> and then I'll walk the door to the like, yep, this child. So you can't escape. <laughs> then it's going to be a quiet drive in that car. I'll tell you that. It's going to be quiet. I bet so. I'll be the only one driving that car. Mama always said, yo, you only have to bring to me dangerous. Well, anyways, back to some more wrestling news. Yuka Zakizaki, if you guys don't remember her, Britt Baker, um, you know, did the angle where she broke her teeth. Um, fun fact, there were some um, fake teeth, so don't worry, people. She didn't actually break her teeth. Um, but Yuka Zakizaki is coming back um, to AEW in July. How do you guys feel about that? That's great. I like it. About time, I well, actually, that means tra- traveling from overseas is kind of opening up too. It's kind of easing, but I don't know how to play out because, as we talked about it earlier, with the NBA going over there for the Tokyo Olympics, same thing, same thing, vice versa here, NBA and Russell. So, we don't know how this thing's going to play out, but I'm hoping, pray that she stays healthy and, you know, safe and all that. Tavon, how do you feel about the news? Um,. Um, where's she from? Oh, Japan. I meant like, <laughs> I meant like what promotion? Oh, no, uh, Yukazaki Zaki, she was, um, in AEW, but she was also doing Stardom Wrestling, but also Stardom got rid of all other, they, they don't allow wrestlers now to, if they're working for another company, you cannot wrestle on Stardom now. It's just their company rule right now. Mm. Well, basically a WWE yeah. Well, that's good for her. Yeah. Um, I will say who got hurt the most out of that deal was Bree Priestley because Bree Priestley was doing New Japan work with her um, husband, Will Ospreay. But then they did an angle where they took her off the um, New Japan where he hit her with um, his finisher. And then Bree Priestley, you know, then dropped her stardom belt. And then it was announced that Maybe Brie Priestley was going to WWE, but we haven't heard anything like that since. And that could be what the battery's charging on NXT. It could be B Priestley coming, um, but I don't know yet. I, I don't know. I do know Tony Storm is, and B Priestley are best friends um, and everything like that. But I, I don't know if B Priestley's coming to WWE. I know she's not going to AEW. She's already been in AEW. She was released. She was one of the very first people to ever be released by AEW. Um, but she doesn't. But she's not going to AEW. I've I've just been told she's going to WWE. But that was months and months ago, and we've not heard anything about Brie Priestley since. NXT UK results today. 
We had um, this was all taped at the BT Sports Studios in London, England. Um, it's actually the one show where you can look at Nigel McGuinness and still be proud of him as a commentator because on 205 Live he's 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 he doesn't get the kind of love and you know credit that he. Well, well, you know, on on UK he's still very witty and everything, and, yeah. and you know, um, and of course Mark Coffey beat um, Shaw Samuels in six minutes. It was a it was an all right match. We had um, at the NXT UK Performance Center someone named Mia, um, I believe Mia Smith from France, who had a tryout back in Germany in 2018, was interviewed about her first week of training, and the lights turned out and. Ava Valkyrie stormed in the ring. Valkyrie started running the ropes and doing flips. Mia watched and Ginny walked up. Ginny called Mia pathetic for watching someone else train, especially someone who watched others from a distance and didn't know who was watching her. Mia said she liked to face Valkyrie and thought she could beat her, just like um, Miko did. Um, Mika Sakamore, the NXT UK Women's Champion. Ginny told her to look at the floor and not look at her and didn't care for what Mia thought. Okay, so I don't know if they're um, teasing a match between Mia and Jenny or this woman is going to be working with Jenny and um, what's the what's the motherfucker that always keeps um, who did Joseph the Joseph Connors. First. There you go, Joseph Connors. I, I don't know why the guy's name there, but but he actually but fun fact, <laughs> Joseph Connors was actually the one that was saying acknowledge me before Roman Reigns though because he was saying he's takeover worthy and Joseph Connors actually has a victory on takeover if I'm not mistaken. He just has one win though. Um, we had a, and then of course we had a video after last week's show aired. Subcultures celebrate their victory backstage until pretty deadly walked up. The two teams had words, and it looked like we're going to get an NXT UK title match between them soon. Um, we had Stevie Turner defeat Laura D. Matato in four minutes. This was Laura D. Matato's first match on NXT. She's an Italy native, making her debut in 2015 as a product of Progress Wrestling School, has been a good portion of her career in the UK wrestling for Progress and Pro Wrestling Eve, as well as some other groups. So Nigel McGuinness and them did tell us about that a little bit, because hmm. um, this is like the only show where you can like get away talking about like other like countries and where they worked at and shit. Um, of course, it was just a four-minute match that Steven Turner won, so we had Mark Coffey and Whip Game talk about each other winning a singles match later. Nathan Frazier was working out the UK PC when Kenny Williams interrupted him and called him out. Um, so that's going to be a match between those two. That actually should really be a good match. Um, Nathan Frazier and Kenny Williams, that should really be a really good match. Then we had a mm-hmm. video air mm-hmm. featuring an NXT UK branded briefcase on a table. A woman in a robe approached and unlocked it and took some papers labeled NXT UK Confidential out of it. She looked through them and then signed what appears to be a contract. The signature line read, Blair Devonport. That could be B. Priestley. Hmm. Could be. And then we got a video that was focusing on next week's NXT Heritage Cup Championship match between Tyler Bate and Jack Stars. Bate said Stars' work ethic is unparalleled and he's well-respected. Bate said that's why he chose Stars as the first challenger. Shouldn't A Kid get the rematch? No offense, he was just a Heritage Cup, so I don't understand that. Um, Stars talked about Bate being one of the best in the world and how he was backstage in 2017 when Bate won the NXT UK Championship. They showed pictures of Stars and in the ring with Celebrating with Bate. 
Stars said he initially felt unworthy and was still scratching and clawing to get his spot when Bate won the championship. Fun fact, Jack Stars didn't even get a contract till late 2019 from NXT UK. So so Jack wow. Stars didn't come back to it. He didn't come back to WWE. Stars talked about coming up through the summer camp circuit. That's an annual six-week summer tour through various parts of English summer camps with daily shows by All-Star Wrestling um, that used to be. But, of course, you know, that doesn't happen anymore like British wrestling legends had. Stars said he was proud of it. Stars claimed that he had more tryouts than anyone else in WWE history, which actually might be true because they used him for a lot of matches in NXT UK just to get jobbed wow. real quickly. And Stars said that his hard work paid off and he's going to face Big next week. So then we had um, Teal Man defeat Oliver Carter in seven minutes. I like Oliver Carter, but they don't give a shit for him. And Carter talked about his partner, Ashton Smith, not being here because of family issues. Um, and that was in a promo that aired during his entrance. I like Oliver Carter's music, but they don't give a shit about him. And Tailman defeated him in seven minutes via submission. Ilya Dragunov was warming up for his main event. Akip talked about losing the Heritage Cup championship to Tyler Brake, but said that the defeat is part of every champion. He said Jordan Devlin became cool after losing his Cruiserweight championship. Because, yes, Jordan Devlin went back to being a heel, folks. Um, mm-hmm. He would teach Devlin yeah, respect. Um, so here's how the show's looking for next week on NXT UK. It's a great show. You've got Tyler Bate defending the Heritage Cup against Jack Stars. A-Kid and Jordan Devlin should be fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we've got the NXT UK Women's Champion, Mika Sawamura. Um, she will address the NXT Universe. Probably that will be her and Kaylee Ray in another rematch. So... I'm wondering if they're going to be doing an NXT UK takeover, I, I, because I don't know yet. I I I I wanted to know if they're going to do one, but but it's so hard to say right now. Um, and I can't predict anything right now at the moment. So, Ilya Dragunov defeated Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey in a triple threat match. This was fucking awesome. I love this match. Here's the thing though about this though about NXT UK, there's no crowd. So either you're going to love this match. For the hard hitting that all three of these guys did to kill each other, or you're gonna hate it because there was no crowd and all this shit. And I think NXT UK wrestlers don't get enough credit. They literally are working with no crowd. They, oh, yeah. they don't have enough. They they are they and these and Ilya Dragunov killed himself in this match. Not like as close as he did with the Walter, in my opinion. This is my opinion though. But. Rampage Brown, Joe Coffey, and Ilya Dragunov did have a Haas fight. They got to trade in all their shots. You had Boston Crab from Coffey. He had Brown. He had Rampage Brown and a Boston Crab, and Dragunov returned from the ringside and started punching Coffey. You had running kick into the hole. Brown hit a double um, back suplex on both men. Dragunov hit a bridging gotch lift German suplex on Coffey. Dragunov was hitting a coast-to-coast top rope drop kick on Rampage. Coffey nailed him with a Glasgow send-off that smashed Dragunov into Brown for good measure. Um, you had Joe Coffey um, doing um, double drop, um, a double drop crossbody off the top rope to both opponents. So that was just crazy as hell. Missile drop kick from Dragunov. Uh, then you had Dragunov hit the Torpedo Moscow on Coffee in the middle after hitting all the um, for the best on Rampage. Brown then hit the Dr. Bomb on Coffee. Dragunov broke up the pin. Dragunov hit a springboard Torpedo Moscow off the second turnbuckle on Rampage to earn the victory. 
Dragunov celebrated his victory before the NXT UK champion Walter entered the ring. He nodded at Dragunov approvingly, asking him in German if he had his eye on the title. Walter then slapped him down hard, applied a choke, yanked Dragunov off the suite, and proceeded to choke the living hell out of this man. Just as he's done in the legendary bout last year, Walter urged a subconscious Dragunov to look at the belt before posing over the fallen Dragunov on his chest, and that's how NXT UK ended. So, we are going to get Dragunov Walter 2. We just don't know when. Yes! I can't wait! But that, but, but the winner of this match, though, they told you on NXT UK over the last few weeks, whoever won this match was going to be the best brawler in NXT, which, of course, you know, is, like, basically asking to be called out by the devil... Because we all know that Walter was getting ready to come and kick someone's ass. So, so yeah. <laughs> like, when you call yourself the best brawler, you're basically taunting Walter to come back. And, and Walter, you know, and Walter comes, and I'm going to say this here. Walter is so protected as a champion. He just is. Like, if he loses his championship to Ilya Dragunov, he's not buried. He really isn't. Even if he lost this match quickly, he's not buried. He really isn't. We had the um, – how about this here, though? For NHL news, the Seattle Kraken have named Dave Hackstall as their first coach. So congratulations to the Seattle Kraken. They're now got their first player, and now they got their first head coach. Um, Hackstall, 52, was an assistant coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs last two seasons. He previously coached the Philadelphia Flyers for three and a half seasons before he was fired in the 2018-19 season. The Kraken, of course, are the 32nd NHL franchise, and their expansion draft will be in the next couple of months. Um, here's how it, here's how it's been, though. Um, it's uh, this was said. It's really about building what good quality people to begin with, building in the right way. Hotstar said, "Hotstar making sure that we're building not only a team that can come out of the gate and play with a lot of pride and passion to have success, but also work towards building the depth of an organization from not only that early success, but to have substantial success. The relationship between Ron Francis and Hackstock was formed during a car ride in Slovakia in the Czech Republic. Both men have strong ties to hockey in Canada. Um, Ron Francis, of course, is a former GM of the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's why I'm mentioning this, people. Sorry. <laughs> but, of course... Um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, um, a, what, a, a, what see, because, you know, Hot Start was 134, 101, and 42. The 42 are losses in overtimes or shootouts. The 101 were in regulation losses. So, of course, the Seattle Kraken have done nothing but follow the Vegas Golden Knights system of 2018 when they built their expansion team. And, of course, the Golden Knights made the Stanley Cup. So I've got to ask you, um, Blackheart and Tavon, are the Seattle Kraken going to make their Stanley Cup debut their first year, or let's pump the brakes? Pump the damn brakes, please. You get all hype. <gasps> pump it down. Put the brakes on, man. You <laughs> not be riding these fights with no brakes on, man. Chill. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I will say, though, I'm worried about the Seattle cranking because Dougie Why? Hamilton for the Carol- – because, no, for the Dougie Hamilton for the Carolina Hurricanes, he's he's an unrestricted free agent. 
which means that he can be thrown up in the expansion draft by the Hurricanes' Don Waddell. And I don't want Dougie Hamilton to leave to go to Seattle. I want Dougie Hamilton to stay in Carolina. Let's give up James Reimer from Carolina. He's 32. We don't need his old ass. We can we got we've got Peter Morozik and these guys, you know. Let's just give them Reimer. We don't need to give them Dougie. I like the Dougie, you know. I mean, I mean, teach me how to Dougie, right? <laughs> another stall brother because the stalls with the hurricanes is like perfect it's 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 like walter with imperium you don't give up on your family like that man it's i mean it, i mean i can't i can i could not my heart would hurt if dougie hamilton left, man. i mean i mean you know when dougie hamilton scores a goal in carolina they literally play the teach me how to dougie song when he scores a goal <laughs> that, yeah, on, yeah. they're not doing yeah. that in seattle for him <laughs> Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm just upset. I'm just upset, man. Anyways, Mark Massey. Well, hey, Mark Massey, who, of course, um, Patrice Bertrand won the award of Mark Massey. He's going to be joining ESPN in the studio as an NHL analyst. Um, So congratulations to him um, for being able to get this job. He's the six-time Stanley Cup champion. Um, he will be, of course, of course, all NHL games will be on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, and Hulu next year. Make sure to check that out. Maxi was inducted into the NHL Hockey Hall of Fame in 2007 after a 25-year career with the Hamilton Oilers, New York Rangers, Vancouver Canucks. He's a nine-time, he's ninth um, all-time with not 694 goals, third all-time with 1,887 points. He was a two-time Hart Trophy winner in 90 and 92, the NHL MVP and winner of the Connie Smith Trophy as the NHL Playoff MVP in 84. He won five Stanley Cups and he um, with the Oilers and won with the Rangers, helping the franchise out of a 54-year title drought in 1994. So, um, yeah, I know my Mark Matsy history. <laughs> but uh, definitely, though um, – but yeah, definitely though. So great stuff there. Let me see if there's any other news that we have to get into though. No. Okay. Good. Hey, um, WWE returning to Madison Square Garden for a SmackDown episode. It was um, reported um, by PW Insider Thursday that Friday, September 10th, on an episode of SmackDown, they will be holding a show in MSG. It will be the first WWE event in Madison Square Garden since December of 2019 house show. I gotta ask you this, guys. Here, how excited are you um, seeing this here for WWE? I mean, okay, we we'll have to be happy, but not too excited. Yes, so you know, let's just see how this thing kind of plays out. See if they got to sell tickets. The last time I checked, they wasn't doing so well. No, no, and I don't know how they do good in ticket sales in MSG, but it's WWE, and I know WWE. They always do great in MSG. So I'm not as worried about that for some reason. Um, tragic news today. Super Genie Melissa Coates passed away at 50 oh, yeah. years old today. Um, yes. Melissa Coates has been going through a lot of health issues. She had a leg amputated um, about two years back. 
She, um, of course, um, was in OVW and Deep South Wrestling for a long time. She actually made it um, as a fitness model. She was actually a fitness model the same time Trish Stratus was as well. Except Trish Stratus was called into WWE, and we know Trish would become big. Melissa Coates was not. Melissa Coates had been dealing with health issues due to several blood clots in her left leg that did require her leg to be amputated. Um, But it's unknown what the causing of the passing was, though. Um, tough story. I actually have actually seen Super Genie on the Impact shows um, before the pandemic because she was with Sabu, and um, I actually liked him. It was actually pretty cool. Um, it actually really was, and I'm very upset by that. Um, I mean, too young, too young of a too young of yeah. an age to be passing. And yeah, too young, too young. Um, but but hopefully, um. Giving well wishes to her family, giving well wishes to Sabu, giving well wishes to all of them. Um, tough day. Uh, today in pro wrestling history, 2001 King of the Ring. Do you guys want to know what happened? Edge wins King of the Ring tournament. Jeff Hardy defeated X Pac to become the new light heavyweight champion. Or sorry, to retain it. Kurt Angle brutalized, brutalized Shane McMahon. <laughs> yep, Diamond Dallas Page was buried. Oh. Yeah, we yeah yeah we all know what happened there. We we don't need yeah. we could do a whole episode about poor Diamond Dallas Page in WWE. Yeah, we he should have had. One. Yeah, there should have been at least a um people's champion versus people's champion match between him and The Rock. And what's fucked up is he actually told Vince he wanted to work with Rock first, but Vince convinced him working with the Undertaker would be better. And you want to know why the Undertaker buried this guy? Because Diamond Dallas Page always wrote out what he wanted to do with his match. He gave the paper to The Undertaker, and Undertaker said, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, man. So that's what killed his push. That's what killed him. Damn. Um, Yep. And Mm. what's even fucked up is Undertaker loved his promo that he did when he first showed up on Raw. But once he gave him that paper, it was actually because they were actually going to have a match at King of the Ring. And the and he gave him that paper, and Undertaker told Vince, "I'm not working with him." So they changed everything up, and that's what made Diamond Dallas Page get buried. Dang. Yep. Kurt Angle defeated Shane McMahon, like Blackheart said in that brutal street fight. This match was almost stopped by Shane McMahon's wife because Shane McMahon has even said that his wife almost came out there and stopped the match. Vince had to be told Vince was about to come out there and stop the match, and Bruce yes. Pritchard, oh my goodness, hit a three. Paul George. Paul George just hit a three at the buzzer. Sorry, people. He just hit that beautiful three. Oh, he's 80 to 69 yeah, at the end of the third. That is beautiful as fuck. He hit that. The bank is open for PG-13. What the hell? Yo, how the hell did he hit that bitch? <laughs> he hit that bitch. He even kissed Damn. the fucking fans like they really love him like that, you cocksucker. <laughs> PG-13. Damn. Damn, Don't that's fire, man. That's actually free fire. That's actually free fire. I'll give him credit right there. That was fire, man. Uh, oh, I, I see better. Oh, 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 my God, man. I'm not going to shade on but, him because of that. But, no, I'm going to shade because he kissed close to things like he loves them on my bullshit, bro. That old playoff piece bullshit. Stick to PG-13 and call it a day. Go back in the essence. Don't be this new dynamic person that I mean that can't execute well. Now playing like the way that how playing how exactly how the fuck I say he is playing like the Indian the Pacers PG thirteen. He needs to go back to the motherfucking essence. 
Actually, he needs to change his number back to 24 and be PG-24 because he's way better as PG-24, technically. But No, I can just say really PG-13, yeah, at least every one here. Well, I, I will say, say this here, though. I NR-24. Well, I will say this here, though. Mike Chioda said that he nearly lost his job for that match, too, because Bruce Pritchard kept telling Mike Chioda in his ear, tell Kurt Angle not to throw Shane through that damn glass. The glass, of course, <laughs> if everyone knows, was supposed to be sugar glass. But whoever rigged it did not make it sugar. It was actually real glass. So when Mike Chioda was yelling to Kurt, stop doing that shit, Kurt, after the match, said, I couldn't even hear you. I'm deaf in my ear. Deaf in one so, ear. I remember that. WWE untold. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And, and Shane McMahon afterwards, him and Kurt were being checked out, and they were drinking some Pittsburgh beer that Shane personally got for after the match. Um, it's also the match, too, where Stone Cold Steve Austin broke his wrist because Booker T, remember, threw him through the barricade, um, threw him through the announce table. And it was actually for Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho to retain his WWF championship. By the way, the match was not. Oh, correction. It wasn't his wrist. It, it, it wasn't his wrist. It was his lower back that got crushed. Well, no. He, well, his wrist was taped up because remember on the SmackDown episodes right after in the Raw episodes, his whole yeah, wrist was like but, taped up nah, for like I mean, a couple of weeks. Yeah, but nah, but nah, but. And this one, because of the way that Bullity had dropped him from the table, that's how he had that back injury. Well, well, Bruce Pritchard had said that Stone Cold also broke his wrist, too, and Bruce said to Booker that he should pack his bags as an apology. Booker did not do that, so Booker did get heat from the company for that. Um, however, the match, though, between Stone Cold, Benoit, and Jericho, of course, it's the last match Benoit has before he takes a year off for his next surgery. Um, Jericho, by the way, you know, is going to win the championship a year later at the same King of the Ring, believe it or not. Um or, no, it was actually Vengeance later that year, at the end of the year. But the match was not great, probably because the crowd was like so shocked about the Kurt Angle-Shane McMahon match. But the match was also not good neither because the build to it sucked. It really yeah. did. All three of them got buried. Stone Cold was feuding with Spike Dudley on the go-home shows. Um, mm. belt. Um, Chris Benoit and Jericho looked like they were tag team champions – then they got buried, and it was just it was just always a a, a, a malfunction at the junction with this. This should have been an easy storyline to book. It really should have been. Um, Houston, Texas, 2007. It's WWE it's Vengeance Night of Champions. Yes, it's called WWE Vengeance Night of Champions. It was in Houston, Texas. Um, Johnny Nitro defeated CM Punk to win the vacant ECW World Championship. Fun fact, it was actually supposed to be Chris Benoit and CM Punk. Yeah. We all know what happened on this day as well in oh. 2000. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's we still all, tragic. Which, which, which is why we're not going to mention anything about the Chris Benoit thing. If you guys would like to see Dark Side of the Ring or hear Nancy Benoit's sister talk about it or David Benoit, you are more than welcome to do so on your own free leisure. But I'm not going to mention that because it's it's a dawning day. And it really gave WWE a black eye for months. It really did. Um, if you ever want to hear anybody's opinion on this, hear New Jack's. Because New Jack hated Benoit more than anybody because he was actually really good friends with Nancy. And was very disgusted um, with what Benoit did. So, And also um, in the hotel room with New Jack was um, Honky Tonk Man and someone else. 
Um, but yeah, but New Jack was PO'd. PO'd. So, um, mm. and New Jack also even talked about it as well on a Vlad TV episode whenever he did a um, show about it because, of course, New Jack said that Vince McMahon should have went to prison for this. Um, but of course, after that, we also had Candice Michelle. She defeated WWE Women's Champion Melina to win the championship. Uh, Candice mm. Michelle was like literally the whenever they hit TVPG, poor Candice Michelle. She got she didn't have no chance after that, did she? No. Oh man, probably not. No, nope. no, because because when she when she when it got to PG, poor Candace, like she literally went from like Playboy the year before, and then they just said, nope, you got to be just like and and Candace Michelle was not a good worker, but what made Candace Michelle great was she was sexy, and that's all they and that's all they promoted to you in women before two thousand eight was they're sexy and uh but yeah, WWE um, United States Champion MVP defeated Ric Flair via DQ. Um, remember, at this time, this was Ric Flair. If he had lost a match, he would have had to retire. Kind of bullshit, I think. It was like that. So, um, WWE Tag Team Champions Deuce and Domino defeated Sergeant Slaughter and Jimmy Snuka. Mm. Um, World Champion Edge defeated Batista by countout to retain the championship. Very shitty. And WWE Champion Randy Orton, um, sorry, WWE Champion John Cena defeated King Booker, Mick Foley, Bobby Lashley, and Randy Orton. That just sounds like a TNA match for some reason. For a <laughs> I don't know why. It just does. Like, like any time, like they only this like the time, five- John Cena did. Win- well, no, he didn't actually. But it's like if John Cena did win the TNA. I know. Hey, 2012 though, ROH Best in the World, New York City. The Briscoe Brothers defeated the Guardians of Truth. Um, Homicide defeated um, Eddie Edwards. Adam Cole defeated Kyle O'Reilly on the stage. Yeah. Roderick Strong defeated Jay Lethal and Tommaso Ciampa in a three-way to retain his ROH World Television Championship. Kevin yeah. Steen with Jimmy Jacobs defeated Davey Richardson in Anything Goes match. Yeah. So yeah. good stuff right there. Good, good stuff, man. Oh, man. Anything that happened in NBA history today? Let's see. Uh, you know, usually off season by this time period. <laughs> well, 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 th- well. There is like a thing that I got. Okay, here we go. I found it. There we go. June twenty fourth on this day. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, actually, a lot of things did happen on this day. John Wall was picked first overall in the two thousand ten draft. Dwight Howard was picked two thousand four in the NBA draft. Number one. Um, Shaquille O'Neal was picked first overall in the ninety two draft. Um, and Sam Jones was born in Wilmington, North Carolina in 1933. Um, let me see. 1998 NBA draft was the number one overall pick was Michael Orderline. Number two was Mike Bibby. Five was Vince Carter. Four was not related to Savon people. Antoine Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Williams. Uh, White Chocolate was picked seventh by the Kings. Larry Hughes, eight by the um, – 76ers, Dirk was picked ninth by the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, we all know where he would resign as 41. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a really good draft. Paul Pierce at 10. Man, Matt Harp. I mean, the only pick that sucked was the number one overall pick, basically. You had Al Harrington being picked at 25th. Tyron Lue was even picked at this draft at um, 23rd. So, wow, good stuff right there. Good stuff. All right. Got into all the wrestling and stuff. 
It's time to get to the 200 moment of the night. The 200 moment of the night is actually going to be sponsored by, we all know it, Miller Lite, because it has one more calorie and tastes better than Michelob Ultra. So if you're going to drink anything, drink something that's actually going to taste good. And please drink responsibly. And we're actually going to have a different song because we gave um, Trey his own song and we gave Blackheart his own song. So, of course, we're going to be giving another song. Um, and it's going to be a Throwback Thursday edition to where all the girls in school like this song. So so for all you, oh, Chris Brown's so fine. Like, now, now you're going to get your song, bitches. <laughs> Fun fact, I hated that song in school, but now that song fires fuck, though. I, I gotta admit that. But I, 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 I just hate all the bitches that, that love this nigga. Because this nigga, to me, when I was in school, I hated this nigga. I hated him. My own mama was playing that shit, man, in the car, man. I'd be like, turn that gay shit off, man. That, 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 was like that was one of the biggest Chris Brown fans to date. Fun fact, I didn't become a fan of Chris Brown until after all that bullshit with Rihanna. That's what didn't even make any sense. Because because no one wasn't talking about Chris Brown no more. So I was like, I was like, damn, that song forever kind of fired now. But anyway, so Tavon, take it over for your two hundred nomen of the night, man. Um, sure. So Yeah, it's just me being random as always, so I see main event training. I mean trending. Pretty much because of the whole, because of Karrion Cross being on there, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, of course, Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed were on there. I didn't think they were going to air that episode, to be honest, because they actually had aired two more matches that they were not that that did not happen. So, and they were just two random matches. So, I don't know why. Um, I don't know why they did that. But, um, were you shocked today, Blackheart, when you found out about that though? No, not really. I was very shocked by that. I just couldn't. I just couldn't believe that, though. Um, Blackheart was your two hundred moment of the night, man. I found out today that I got some haters that's over there in North Carolina. So I'm kind of smiling about that. Oh my god, you really gonna fight people from North Carolina, Blackheart, over some more man? Oh my god. And then we can have a further discussion. I challenge you. I challenge you. The whole North Carolina. So yes, you can pass these messages off. Don't, don't, don't do this, Black. Please don't do this, man. He doesn't mean this. He does not mean this. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Listen, You had put on tonight. So now this was the retribution that was going to happen. So yes, bring it on. What you hell sucks. I'm sorry. If you had probably two black guys, maybe I could actually understand it. But no, that's a token. Right but the black, but the black guy slept with Nathan's um, mom. Um, the black guy had a kid. You know, you know, he didn't do cool shit. He was even a bad. And, and oh wait, 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 there was two black guys on there. There actually was because one got shot. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, actually, that's another Aubrey Graham moment. Done. Whenever you get proof on people. Shout out to all my haters in NYC. Shout out to all my fans and stuff like that. From from me, from NC. You know what I'm saying? I know I still got a few of y'all down there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So don't think I'm just targeting just one city. I'm just targeting stupid people that watch stupid shit. I'm just saying, though, that One Tree Hill can get you women, Blackheart. It really can. Tavon, yeah, probably give me some white women with no ass and little spider bite titties, but I don't want those. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, man. I would, would I steer you wrong? Would you really think I would steer you wrong? Yes, you would steer me wrong. Oh, my God. That's the you know, you, know, you, you know, I know one person, one person that loves One Tree Hill, just like I do. Loves I love it. Is, I mean, is he flamboyant? Uh, huh? Is he or she flamboyant? Oh, uh, well, no, no, it's a she. It's a she. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a girl. But anyways, I know one girl that loves One Tree Hill so much. Like, literally loves this show. She would be insulted. About, she she literally told me to stop having you as a guest because, because you're insulting her show. Listen, tell her to watch The Wire, watch The Sopranos, watch some different shit. That shit right there is not going to get you seemingly intrigued to get your panties back. I'm trying to tell you, you want to want that drama and excitement in your life and what you're doing. You're screwing yourself over, young uh, young lady. That's from my, so, so that's from me to you. Well, she's the same age as me, so. so. But anyway, so, but anyway, so I will, I will say this, I will say this here though, man. Haley James on One Tree Hill is fine as a motherfucker. That woman's still fine to this day. How I don't know how you can insult Haley James on that show. Both and now, 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 Sophia Bush who played Brooke Davis. I let you insult her because she was being a hoe. Now, I, now that black girl, I actually agree with you. She was being a hoe too much. Peyton, I mean Peyton was whining, but Peyton, but Peyton was fine though. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton was fine though. She, she was. Um, but Haley James is the one that you really want. Like Haley, I, I, I wanted to get up in there. I, I would have. You know, Haley James, Kat Dennison, them women. Oh my God. Oh, I, 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 I've never heard you like this. So this is amusing to me. <laughs> I, I, I will say I will say this here though I will say this here though because Kat Dennings had posted some stuff on Twitter. Of course, um, going around Twitter is hashtag Free Britney because of uh, what's going on yeah. right now with Britney. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's of course, so of course that's this is what. See, wait, 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 wait. And to hear it in North Carolina, folks, I have sympathy for Britney because I used to watch Britney grow up and the MTV and shit like that, just like the rest of you. Facts. So don't think Facts. I don't know the fuck. Excuse me. Facts, facts, Brit, fine, facts, and Britney Spears was fine. Okay, so I'm giving y'all fun. some some love and shit like mm-hmm. that. You better yeah, tell you yeah, 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 but had you said Britney Spears was ugly, even I would have had to get on you about that, man, because we all grew up with Britney Spears. We grew up, we we all grew up where she cut her hair. We all I grew up where, 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 have, where she married Kevin Federline, and and don't oh, forget, technically oh. speaking, Kevin Federline even wrestled John Cena. <laughs> on like New Year's Day of Monday Night Raw, we even saw. Yeah, that. Was, don't, 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 don't <laughs> bring that back. Just don't bring that one back, please. Well, well, we're gonna have to do an episode. Stop on that it. one day because stop it because we, well, we're gonna have to do an episode on that. We're we're gonna have to anyway. So this is what Kat Dennis said. She said, "Free Britney." This is madness. So this is what I said. I said, 
Let's free you from this engagement first. Then we can help Brittany. Deal? And then afterwards, she said, she said nothing like holding the door open for a fly that's been trying to get out of the house for out uh, for the entire day, only to have it turn around and fly further into your house. So this is what I said right back. Damn, if I was your man, I would have gotten the fly out of there for you. Need me to come over? So would you really swear to say like that? Is you really? Is you really? I would have swat the fiance out of there. I would have definitely did that. I mean, no question. Um, because, 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 Cat Danny says you, you too damn uh-huh. fine to just just be like settled down. You know, same thing with Elizabeth Giles from Victorious. Good God, man, beautiful woman as well. God, well, that was a different story. Exactly, Dif- different story. Now, now we all know Victoria Justice is not fine. Can we all be honest on that, man? She ain't got no ass. She now that's <laughs> now that's just a white dude right there, basically. In my opinion, I ain't, wow. I ain't trying to fuck with no Victoria Justice. I would have fucked with her when wow. I was like thirteen, but I ain't fucking with her now, bro. Nah, f that, f that, man. Man, I would have been looking back, being like, damn, man, I tried to fuck with that bitch, man. Damn. Um, Jeanette McCurdy, <laughs> fine as hell wow. too. Um, um, which guy? In my top five white women right now. It's definitely Kat Dennison's at one. Oh, then I got to put Hayden Scott at two because I've been watching my one tree deal again. Because 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 Blackheart keeps insults in my show, so I'm now watching that shit now. Back uh, um three. This my ass. Three is Elizabeth Giles. I got I got to give Elizabeth her credit right there. Jeanette McCurdy's got to be four. You know, these are just my famous white women that I'm trying to just get with, man. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know who my fifth would be, man. I don't know who my fifth would be. But anyway, so some fine white. I can't hold this shit. You're ridiculous. I'm sorry, man. These are the finest white women that you're going to see today. The finest white women you're going to see today, man. With no uh, ass? No, no, no. What? Is he the ugly picture just women with no ass that I can't squeeze those sheets on? So I can't. I I, I can't walk in the trap. I can't walk in the trap. Stop it. Just please. I'm so... I'm so sorry to all the white women out there that always get offended by Blackheart's comments, man. Because there are a lot of white women, Blackheart, that got the cake. You just don't look. You don't look, you don't, you don't look for the cake. No, listen. No, well, listen, Ray. I dealt with BBWs that had big tits and no ass, too. So believe me, I know I'm a fucking fail. So shut up. If you ever fucking well, well, my future wife, my future wife has double D's and a big ass. My my future wife's ass is so big that TSA will even say damn. So your wife's gonna be a porn star? No, my future wife's gonna have double D's and a big ass. <laughs> so a, a porn star? No, he's not a porn star. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you for that. He's trying to go no, for porn stars, folks. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Hey, 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 yes, hey, he hey. Is. We're going to expunge that. So you know you just admitted that what I just said was true. No, it's not. No, there are there is actually a handsome woman with double D's and a big ass. There is. Unless you go down to Georgia or some shit like that, or she got some plastic surgery done. Good luck trying to find that naturally. <laughs> Oh my god, man. Anyway, hey, man, there, I'm there, the there is a woman out there. There is a woman out there that has double The world is a big ass place, bro. So listen to me. The world is an ugly ass place that sometimes some of these people that we look at aren't really themselves. 
Look, look, look at, look at, look at. On Facebook, you know I be posting a lot of crazy shit on there for my posts. You know, you know, you know I be posting a lot of crazy shit on my posts. You know that Blackheart, because Blackheart sees that shit on his newsfeed trending sometimes. But anyway, so I, I'm, I'm serious. Though. There is, there is wholesome women out there. I still have faith. I do. I don't know why Blackheart does it, but I do. You know, I did, you know, I, I cause Blackheart, no, cause Blackheart been listening to so much Bill Bill DeVoe that when they said don't ever trust a big, ever trust a girl with a big butt and a smile, he believed it. So that's why. Um, but yeah. Just don't trust but anyway. me. That's me. That's me. Some shit that's stuck in there. It's not going to work very well. That's most men fucking actually fall victim to. I'm pretty sure that probably just might go to that Mr. Fancy land. Well, I will say though, for my 200 moment of the night, um, to close don't out the show so that way. Don't go over the Don't go over the boys. No, no, no. And, 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 and I'm not. And, and our closing song is not going to be "I'm in love with a stripper." T Pain. It's not going to. No, be. it could be like. So, no, it could have been anything. Uh, it could be Baby Huey pop walk and drop it. Boom, done. No, no. Juvenile and it's not going to be teach me how to tell you neither. So, but anyway, so, for my 200 moment of the night, though, um, I, I just want to say this here, though, to, to the ladies. Look, look here, look here. I said earlier about the video games and stuff like this here. Ladies, remember August, September, you know, July. That, those are the days that you, of course, of course. Of course, we are ready for Madden and shit. After July, we ready for the Madden's. We ready for the NBA 2Ks. Most of us are. I'm not going to talk for everybody because I know a lot of people don't play NBA 2K Madden. But, yes, yes, it's a game that updates every year. And it's not the best game. But you know what, damn it? It's still a game and all this. And, ladies, just buy your man a PS5, please. Or work to at least get it halfway or something. I understand that everybody is different, everybody, but but you save money, because look here, ladies, look here, you you can buy all the Starbucks coffees you want and shit, but the day you share an account with your man, or the day of all this shit here, the day, the day, the day you share in a bank account with this man, and he sees a $25 purchase to Starbucks, he gonna be pissed off because, because you couldn't buy him a PS5. Wait, wait, are you targeting a white <laughs> audience? <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, I am, nigga. This nigga didn't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, you put yourself in that predicament now. You know that, right? So, to the audience, he put himself in that predicament when he made the whole Starbucks thing because they're the demographic that goes shop at Starbucks. My point is happening. So, which means... But, but black girls do drink Starbucks, too, though. They do. They do drink Starbucks, man. <laughs> He's also, 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 I will say this here. Also, I will say this here for a 200 moment of the night. Ladies, July 4th is a day where you cuddle and shit, and you go out and you look at fireworks. Please don't be working all damn day, because your man wants to be, like, looking at fireworks and shit, too. Damn. Damn, shit, shit. Like, get, like shit, hang out with your man and shit, too, man. Cause, cause sometimes n- niggas need a hug, man. Especially when 2K be cheating us. Like, damn, we need a hug, my nigga. 
Like that game be cheating, man. We gotta talk to somebody about this shit, man, for real. Because because women don't believe this shit. Women think in MLB that the game. Women women be thinking in MLB too that the game don't be cheating. The game be cheating us. What the fuck happened? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but Blackheart, Blackheart, when you start laughing, man, you literally remind me of Anthony Anderson. You literally remind me of Anthony Anderson. That's how, that's how bad, like, that's a good thing. You just think you're bad. Yo, where did all that come from, man? <laughs> oh, shit. Is this ha- no, this what happens every year. No, I get upset. No, I get upset every year because because it's upsetting, man. Because oh. these are like the times of the year oh where I do really get upset and stuff. I really do because 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 this is where like a lot of my depression and stuff has came over the years and stuff. But I get upset mostly because two years ago I was really going through it because because I always kept seeing on social media, you know, all these women are doing all this shit for their guys and shit, man. Like and shit, a nigga couldn't even get a bag of uh, Lay's or barbecue potato chips or nothing from a bitch. Bag of weed, you can't even get a bag of potato chips from your girl, man. It, it's rough out here. Ladies, treat your man to something nice. Even if you can't buy him a PS5, buy him a fucking bag of potato chips and put a fucking note on saying, love you, baby. Never leave you some shit, man. But that's how we're going to close out 200. We close out 200. With- Damn. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga making me laugh. I'm sorry. Damn. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've been I'm drinking stuck. Bud Lights. The, I, I, I've been drinking Miller Lights this entire show. I'm sorry. I've been drinking some Miller Lights. You and now I'm in my seventh drink. So so I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody. But but then as he, I was on the show, I was drinking. Oh, wait a minute! Breaking news and breaking news. My oh, the Canadians are returning to the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, wow. No. Bullshit. No, you're right now. No, you're Canadians advance the Stanley Cup Finals. What you're ahead to is first in Cup Finals in 1993. Man, me and Renee packing game winner. Yeah, we already know Renee is pretty much upset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you make my night much more better. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what, you know, you know. I'm pretty sure Renee Peck is gonna be playing one more drink by Ludacris tonight, bro. I swear, <laughs> she's gonna be playing that song tonight, man. Cause, man, cause, man, I'm gonna be playing that song too. I can't believe the fucking Golden Knights lost oh, that shit, man. Oh, but... my monster! Go fuck yourself, nigga. <laughs> nigga, go fuck yourself, man. Nah, f that. You'll be okay, this nigga. Right there. Yeah, all right. Which one? But now, shout out to the Canadians, though. They did make it the first time since 1993. I actually am rooting for Eric Stahl to win a championship with Montreal because Eric Stahl does play for the Canadians. So I'm actually rooting for Montreal to, I guess, win because I, I ain't fucking with Tampa or New York, man, because fuck them niggas, bro. But um, going to be the Canadians versus yeah. the Lightning, trust me. Man, trust me. fuck the goddamn Lightning. Fuck them Lightning. 
on motherfuckers, man. Fuck and fuck y'all niggas in Florida too with y'all with y'all bitch ass Seminole County bullshit, man. Man, y'all be on that bullshit, <laughs> man. Like y'all, y'all, y'all motherfuckers. Me? Y'all Joey Janelle was up in that. Motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, no, I got something. No, I got something to say right now. Y'all some dumb motherfuckers in Florida with that damn bullshit, man. I swear, man. No, no, you know what? You know what they remind me of? You know what Florida reminds me of? It reminds me of Becky with the good hair. Which one of y'all niggas is stupid? Like, man, like stupid. I'm not gonna give you the chance. Like, y'all, y'all some bitch ass niggas, man. I'm, I'm getting ready to wow. drink another damn drink, man. Cause fuck y'all, Florida niggas, man. You know what? You know, you know, man, Florida man, come and fuck up y'all city. Y'all can go fucking suck my dick too and eat the nut, man. Y'all bitch ass niggas. But anyways, I'm done. I'm done with this fucking show, man. Cause fuck the Golden Knights, man. Golden Knights, they let me down too, man. Thank goodness I ain't bet on them bitch ass niggas, bro. Man, but yeah, man. And 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 and, and hey, and hey, Matt Barnes, send some money to Derek Fisher to pick up them bitch ass ugly nigga kids of y'all, you bitch ass nigga. Fuck you, Matt Barnes. And God <laughs> fucking your woman in. Your car that you pay for, you bitch. So ooh, fuck you, man. Ooh, ooh, Shout out to Kwame Brown. Shout out to Bust Life one time. Get them. Oh, fuck, that's why I don't give a shit no more. Get them. See, when I get all these shows, I try to be as white and professional as possible. I be trying to talk like, like I'm trying to be saying, oh, well, this this has to be expunged all this shit, you know, but, but fuck that, man. Like, um... But yeah, fuck all that shit, man. But yeah, but Becky with the good hair, send money to Derek Fisher to pick up your ugly ass kids, you ugly bitch. And Steven Jackson, stop smoking so much weed, you fake bitch. Thank you, Miss Khalifa, over 50, over 50 motherfuckers. I think you met Alice Caruso. Bitch-ass nigga. Okay. He a bitch-ass nigga. And shout out to my boy, Al- and shout out to my boy AC for trying to get rich off that Mary Jane and shit like that, man. But but same time, oh, Alice Caruso, no. you had to do that. These are other than Rick moment now. <laughs> man, man, I knew. I, 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 I was going to get in trouble with that shit. Now, F that. Oh, F man. That shit, man. Yo, but, you're yeah, tight. But, but, you're but we are, but we are, but... I will. I will promise. So next episode, either I'll drink double, where you guys can see me rant and show my ass, or I'm not gonna drink at all. Um, because because we got the verses Saturday night. And, I am not his designated driver, by the way. I'm gonna whoop so this nigga's ass, ass on Saturday night. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm predicting the final score of our verses, 18 to two. The C man takes it all. Ugh. 18 to two. What kind of mathematics do you have? 18 to 12. Tavon better get ready to be the modern Raider. Oh. <laughs> hey, Tavon, as long as he doesn't hit you up behind, um, uh, behind the scenes and be like, yo, do me this favor real quick, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Get the fuck out of here. Like, stop bribing this cat, man. Leave that motherfucker alone. Man, I'm a, man, I, man, after this, I'm taking a shower. <laughs> oh, and then I'm going to get me, that, and I'm gonna get me a, a fresh cup of coffee, man. I'm actually going to get me a cup of coffee and take a shower, brothers. Because I'm, I'm already in my, like, eight, bud, already in my eight Miller Lite, man. And this Miller Lite tastes like Bud Light. I'm sorry, man. I ain't trying to, like, shit on my sponsor. But, man, y'all, y'all, y'all drink trash, too, bro. But anyways. But anyways, oh, man, shit. <laughs> shit. Shit. Man, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anyways. But that's all for keeping it 200. We're going to end up, we're going to end the show with... Um, Stop kissing the crowd, Paul George. 
Yeah, and you just upset because I said the Clippers were going to win tonight. Oh, oh, I remember Blackheart was on my ass earlier, folks. This is what Blackheart said. Oh, you a cool nigga. You hang out with them. You know, you remind me of Blackheart when you get on me. You remind me of Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks. You're like, like that's some powerful nigger tree up in there. <laughs> Oh, shut the fuck up. We're trying to get into that black life. Meanwhile, you should be looking yourself in the motherfucking mirror. Ooh. 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 Burn. Hey, 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 I'm going to burn your ass Saturday night too, man. Don't you worry. Don't y'all worry, folks. Yeah. Folks, he just described it. He that shit, so that's all mad. He just gross. Ew. Okay, just cut this his ass just 18 to 2 out. in verses. Folks, he's so way too drunk for his own good. I'm not too drunk for my own good, man. I'm not. But yes, anyways, we're going to end the show with Caught Up Usher. <laughs> Well, I will say this here though. I'm probably going to do the electric slide right in my living room, like dancing, man. I'm gonna do my electric slide man, after I'm done because caught up a fire song though. Y'all gotta admit that. But anyway, so like to thank Trayvon for coming in, like to thank Tavon Jameson, like to thank my brother from another mother, because of course my mother more white than his, but anyways, well, I'm going to thank my brother Blackheart, Blackheart, I love you, bro, man, Um, but I'm I'm kind of like, um, wasted, but anyway, so, and no, I'm not on Margaritaville, Fuck y'all, Jimmy Buffett, motherfuckers, too, man. Y'all some weird wow. niggas. Anyways, but anyways, so, but anyways, so, shout out to you guys, man. Love you guys. Um, Take care, though. Um, We'll be doing a show Friday night on just the two NBA games, no wrestling. Wrestling will be all Saturday. But anyways, I'm going to get some sleep and stuff, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow, though. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace.